0: Joe Rogan. He figured Experience. it out. Train <laughs> by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Powerful Sam
1: Tripoli. Boom, back in the saddle.
0: Powerful Sam Tripoli, um, and with a, a brand new comedy CD. I brought one for you. I know you. Give it up. Some bitch. people
1: don't even have CD players anymore, but uh, I brought it for you. This. Artwork by my buddy, and uh, and it's called "You Can Do This." It's called "Believe in Yourself." Oh. <laughs> it was either that. It's either that, or I, I was going to call it "Shady Shit," but I didn't think iTunes would let me put that up. So, Believe I in Yourself ble- is good. It's yeah. funny. Well, kind of. If you listen to the album, you get why I call it that. So, it's like fun. Well, I know your material, so I would
0: agree with that. Like thematically, like, <laughs> it's good. Like, sort of a, a a fun having fun with it. Yeah, makes sense. It just
1: goes against the grain. Yeah. It's it's it, it, the feedback. People have already listened to it, really love it, and I'm. You know, I hadn't put out a CD for a while, so I was like really excited to put this whole group of hour of power together, and I did it at the Edmonton uh, comedy strip which is one of my favorite clubs to play because it's literally the only club where I got off stage and two separate times the owners, one uh, Tammy and one Rick Bronson, would pull me aside and literally go, dude, can you work dirtier? And I go, what? They go, we would really like you to work dirtier. And I'm like, are you
0: crazy? <laughs> That's so ridiculous. So then
1: I go up and say, I'm just getting filthy for the sake of getting filthy. And uh, But it's one of Gray's clubs. And I said, you know, this would be a great place to do a CD. So I decided to do it there.
0: they are maniacs up there. They're,
1: Edmonton's crazy. Well, they're living
0: in a place, uh, you know, it gets 50 fucking below zero in the winter there. Those it, are hardy folk.
1: And everyone's got cash because they're fracking.
0: Oh, yeah, they're all fracking up there. It's
1: the, they <laughs> Their unemployment is like .0. Zero 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 one percent. Like they're giving like twelve year olds jobs because there's not <laughs> enough people not enough people to go around for all the jobs.
0: Well, it's uh it's interesting too because people that live in that kind of an environment, if you could survive that kind of a winter and you stay, job or no job, if you don't fucking plot and
1: escape, like you're you're a different kind of breed. Like he, yeah, it's blue collar with money, which is a dangerous situation. Well,
0: it's blue collar with money, but it's also people with like a certain level of character. Like, you have to to get through the winter. You can't be too much of a fuck-off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when shit gets 50 below, you gotta be on your goddamn toes. You gotta be on your game. Like, if you are a real case fuck-up, the kind of guy who, like, winds up falling asleep in parking lots all the time, yeah. and the
1: security guard finds you at 9 a.m., you die. That chick that happened to some... I don't know where it was, somewhere in the northeast, she passed out on her doorstep. And then she woke up and like half her body had all frostbites and oh she, they, they were going to have to amputate shit because she had passed out on her. Who just walked? And somebody had to walk by going, I think that girl is dead. Nobody says anything.
2: She was only booze. 19
0: also. She was a oh, college that's student. That's awful. Yeah. It's booze, man, especially yeah. when you're 19. When you're 19, you don't fucking, you know, you don't know how to drink yet. You could go way too deep. Like, she was probably, forget the frostbite, she was probably oh. on death's door. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So how, awesome. how fucked up is her body? And
1: she's hot, too. How uh, fucked up is her makes body? makes it even worse.
0: Um, well, c- scroll up. What does it say? Yeah, it's a What's so the story? <laughs>
1: okay. Hey, this isn't as yeah, good it as... May lose
2: limbs. Oh, God damn it. Her hands were three times the size, with her skin split from palm to finger. Oh, my God. Oh! They spent the night playing drinking games with friends, during which she lost Who several Who just drops the
1: chick off like that?
0: downed at least ten tequila shots. Tweeted earlier that day, tequila shots tonight. Yup. Oh, my God. That's awful.
1: Joe, do you remember a guy named Fast Eddie that used to hang out at the comedy store? The fat Mexican? He was called Fast Eddie. He's there all the time. He was there for his birthday one time. Wait, was he a comedian? No, he was just one of the guys, really nice dude who hangs out. He's hanging out at the patio. He's Would I been, know him? Yeah, what, I mean, you start to hang out there. Forever. Okay, I probably know him now. Forever. And uh it was his birthday and everyone's buying him shots and we're driving around and I mean, he is god, I mean, he is god. He's like, "Drop me off at the club." I you know, it's a guy who's sort of like, "Yeah, we'll drop you off. You, you know, we, we'll just throw you out of the car, and you might die in a dumpster." But, but if it's a chick, nobody lets that happen. Everyone's like, "No, you come on." You're
0: too drunk. That's not true. Depending on what kind of chick it is. If it's a giant mouthy chick who likes to fight, <laughs> dudes will kick that bitch out of the car and hit the gas. Get your right? ass kicked? Yeah. It, I mean, only bad people would kick anyone out of the car in the fucking winter. Right? Yeah. Oh, you have to be a really bad person. But a guy, or, you're like, okay, good luck. Or that guy's a total piece of shit. He's some loudmouth dude who wants to fight cops. You know, <laughs> driving by on a road, and you like, fuck you, pig! like... Put the fucking window down, dude. What are you doing?
1: We were driving, and I just heard my window go down. I go, what's up, buddy? He's like, and he just (laughs) all down the side of my window, which is nice. (laughs) He got outside the car and didn't just fill up my backseat with. Mexican vomit. <laughs> have you ever hung out with
0: a dude who doesn't have a whole lot of friends, but he seems like a cool guy? And you're like, man, this guy's pretty cool. You know, I wonder why did, nobody's hanging around with this guy. Come hang out with us. And then the dude gets drunk and just becomes a maniac. Fuck you to the bouncers and fucking. I mean, there are dudes like that. Does that
1: get just uh, H- Jekyll and Hyde just get oh. fucked. I used to be way back
0: in the day. You used to be? You used to be How a How do crazy you know one?
1: you were Jekyll and Hyde? Because I knew
0: I'd just get drunk and I was just like. But did you feel be- you, you becoming
1: Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah.
0: But you would do it again. You
1: would get well, drunk. Well, I don't really. Say, you know, that's take... why I don't really drink right. that much. I don't even drink at all, actually. But back then,
0: when you would do it, you would like, okay, here it comes. Yeah. Taking I, my medicine. I used to
1: warn people, sometimes I get a little crazy. <laughs> oh,
0: no. I've been around you. You were a drunk dude. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think you're a Jekyll and Hyde guy. You're, well, I'm, you're I'm, a I'm minor. I'm lying now. Well, no, no, no. I've been around you when you're drunk, and you were young. I mean, how, long, how long have I fucking known you? At For least like, ten years.
1: M- uh, probably like thirteen.
0: Yeah. I got picked up at the comedy store in uh, just bef- around 2000. So during that time, we have all seen each other in uh, complete in a, in a state of if somebody wanted to have sex with us, it would technically be rape. <laughs> yeah, they would be raping us. We've we've all been in that state. We've all <laughs> yeah. seen each other in that Can't state. Can't rape the
1: willing, right?
0: Though. But you can, according to there's like a lot of people that. Are actually arguing this. And they have to so say you can it. rape guys. Yes, they have to say it about guys because women? you're saying it about women. If you want, there's obviously they recognize that there's a real issue with that when it comes to like being contradictory and, and being hypocritical. If you start saying that if a man has sex with a woman who's had a few drinks, that's rape. Well, you have to also conversely say that if a woman has sex with a man who's had a few drinks, that's rape. And if you're both drunk, you're raping the shit out of right. each other.
1: <laughs> that is the weird thing, dude, is like, that. It's a double
0: illegal act. So it's like you're like, okay,
1: out. yeah, technically she did rape him, but. I mean, is it? it's not, no. it's not the it's not, same
0: thing. It's not technical at all. It's not technical at all because she didn't rape him. She had sex with a drunk guy, and we all know what that is. And when you yeah. add all these goddamn extra layers, it doesn't change the actual act of what it is. The real problem with defining all these things is this is rape, and that is rape, and this right. is privilege, and that is a— no, 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 no. It's, those are all just labels. You're putting labels on things that we know exactly what they are. Okay? If a school teacher blows a 14 year old, it's not rape. I totally it's agree weird, with you on that one. But, and here's the thing if she's gross, it's an issue. If she's hot, <laughs> it's not at all. And we all know that to be a fact. We all know that if a chick who looks like Tara Patrick yeah. winds up blowing some 17 year old kid, that's not a goddamn crime. I mean, yeah, it's going to fuck that kid's head up, but it's not a goddamn
1: crime. Nah, in a bad way, though. What dude's like, oh my god, Tara Patrick sucked my dick. How is it rape? I just rape? buy high-fiving people. How, how is it rape? No, I agree with you on that one, but it's we not. live in a country where it's like you can't technically have different laws for different people, right? But, we but, have to apply the laws to everybody. I agree with
0: everything it? you're saying. It's good, though. It's good that people are that hypocritical, because it exposes it. When it's, it's a subject like this, which becomes so preposterous when you start talking about it, it exposes it how crazy it is there are people men and women that like to get drunk and fuck if you engage them in that activity you don't automatically become a rapist yeah like but there is a level that you get to that gets rapey
2: yeah there is and we all know this
0: yes label it all you want we all know there's something wrong if someone's really fucked up and blacked out and you say fuck it and you, <laughs> and you have sex with them anyway that's crazy that's I just, fucked up there's just, also women awful
2: there's also women that you've met that are so conniving that could probably rape like like hey i want to have a joe rogan baby you know and like gets you drunk to the point where you fuck them and you forget to them. wear a condom yeah yeah, yeah
1: that's t- totally possible but again you
0: know, pro there's, athletes there's, have to take the
1: condom bitches. they have to <laughs> grab the condom take it mm-hmm. put it yeah. In the toilet and flush it because these women will take that and condom. Yeah, squirt that baby, and it's just ex- and the thought of just having a baby for the f- for the sake of making money. I, it, the fact that that's acceptable. Or- well, it's
0: not just that. It, it is it's definitely that, but I think there's also part of it is uh, having a baby with a guy who ordinarily. Doesn't want anything more than sex from you. Yeah. Now you connect with them. Yeah. You know. So there's there's those options. There's uh, someone who just wants a baby. Yeah. You know. There's some people that just want a baby. And there's girls that just like, God damn it, I want a baby. I don't give a fuck if this guy wants a baby or not. I want a baby. You know. Obviously, you're not supposed to do that. You should probably like tell the guy. Right. Hey, like you could probably find a guy who's willing to just give you a baby. But,
1: but then it comes back, and then there's all that
0: legal stuff. That. <sighs> well, there was legal stuff with a guy who uh, got he got. He was a sperm donor. He gave sperm to these people. They had a kid, and then he got sued for uh, child support, and he lost because his DNA made the child. I mean, this poor guy. He wasn't involved in the raising of this kid at all.
1: That's incredible. This new thing with the guy from Lost Boys. uh, Lost Boys? Patrick, the movie. What's his name? Patrick. He was like the lead vampire. He uh, His ex-wife, he had, they, he had donated sperm or some shit like that, and she took it and had a kid, and then he, he was trying to get custody, or at least get visitation rights, and he finally got, got the right by the judge because he is the father. But it's like, that's some crazy shit that you could donate sperm, and then, then it comes all this crazy issues with it. Yeah, how is that even Society's possible? just crazy. Jason Patrick. Yeah,
0: Patrick, right? What'd I say? Uh, we, I don't think we remembered his name. Yeah, the,
1: the lead I dude. forgot about that dude. Yeah, like, he was really big, and I think he did, like, speed, too, and then it just went off the rails.
0: He um is a John Jock Machado student. I've seen him hanging around with John Jock before. It takes jujitsu. I love that name, John Jock.
1: You can't work at Burger King with the name John Jock. You could. Yeah, I'm John Jock. Jason Patrick closer
0: to be reunited with son. Oh, okay, let's not even read this. I'll get sad. <laughs> he's a sperm donor, and now he's got a kid? Is that what well, it is? Was she, he,
1: he was married to this woman, I believe, and she took his sperm and had a child. And now he wants
2: to be in the kid's life. I think. Oh, boy. Boy, boy, boy. That's why when you go to a massage parties they tie the condom in a knot and throw it in the refrigerator, I think, and sell that shit. They don't throw it away. They take the condom out of the room. They, yeah, they don't want your loads, dude. I'm <laughs> really? You right now. If they, they, they nuke your loads. They throw them in the
0: microwave and they make Godzilla.
1: Red Bands, uh, Mother Load, is that what they're talking about? That's his gold and then their condoms?
0: No, they they feel like we fucking ain't got it, boys. It's all smooth sailing from here. <laughs> what do I got here? Call their friends up. Do, 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 do. What's up, man? Dude, what do I got here? I'll tell you what I got. I got a little rubber baggie of gold. This is our ticket out of here. I got red band come. Get the fuck out of here. Red
3: band come. The guy on Twitter? He got a hundred thousand followers.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's right. He's a
3: genius. Come.
0: He's gonna want it back.
1: Red band, man, it's a little more talented. I think people give him credit for. I got to work with him re- recently, and I, I feel like uh, I never really—I mean, it was just fun hanging out with him. And I think he's a little more talented. Why are you than saying that while you're that. looking at him? Because I don't you're think he gets him credit. <laughs> while you're looking at him, that's just weird. I, I am weird, though. You are weird. I'll give you that.
2: I'll give it back.
1: I am a weird <laughs> dude. I'm a little crazy, but I got a new CD out. Believe in yourself. Buy it.
2: Is it on iTunes also? Yes. Oh, so sweet. And Brian,
1: it's on allthingsrecords.com. Brian, we talked about this before, but why don't you put together
0: like a set and do like a CD or something? Yeah. Do a digital release. I you need should to. do that. I just
2: need to do more stage time first, though. Yeah. <laughs> do,
0: yeah, do comedy. <laughs> I know. Do it's that like,
2: shit. I, I can I not get spots anywhere in LA. I'm, I'm You realizing.
1: can. You just put together your own shows. Do do those fucking so small I can shows. tell you where you can go. You can go to uh, the John Lovitz. You can go to the, this new club uh, I On Hollywood Boulevard. There's a bunch of places you can go. I mean, if you can't get the store and you can't do the... I I don't know why the improv doesn't put you up.
2: Yeah.
0: Probably someone doesn't like your sexiness. (laughs) That's right.
1: I do believe your man, he makes people very very intimidated but Vegas. you can cool.
0: get spots though dude you can get spots you just gotta hustle you, you gotta, gotta just, hustle it's just not it's
2: so hard to hustle and do well <laughs> it is
0: you know that's the issue you gotta decide what do you like doing you like doing a million other podcasts right or do you want to do like two or three your podcasts that's and what then i, then I i've stand-up. cut down on
2: podcasts a lot lately and be, be, be smart been, it's focusing on the comedy thing which is so tiring because as you know like going on the road and finding a spot yourself doing it the doug Stanhope way getting like a rock club and do, getting the door and doing all it is the most stressful thing ever that's why by managers, I get the the, the ten or twenty percent that they take because that sh- shit is just annoying as fuck. Yeah, yeah. and uh it's, it's just hard though. It's stressful and hard. I just went to Vegas and it was such a, it was so fun. The place was amazing, but the the the, the headache around booking it and yeah, getting everything is well. Just... You
0: could get somebody, dude. You can get somebody to book you. It's yeah. worth it, and they can put you in places where you ordinarily might not have a connection with the guy.
1: You know, Have you tried to get a booking to, agent?
0: No, I don't, you don't even get know where, what to do. Well, you should you get one like that. Other comics are doing it, and you're friends with a lot of comics. You yeah. know, it's not hard to do. But once once you like start doing it on a, a weekly basis and like hammer it in, then the act like starts to take shape. I've been blessed,
1: man. Lately, I've been to... touring a lot, and it's totally fun when you just keep. Get, when you get to work on a joke and over and over again, and then all of a sudden you just riff on a new punchline, now it just boom, 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 and it just builds. And, you know, because I'm trying to now write a new hour to do, an, to finally shoot something. I've never shot an hour special. So you want to write an hour additional to that
0: and then shoot it in how much time?
1: Well, I'm debating whether I do like, because I have another CD called Crime Fighter. And that material is really old, but do the best of this and the best of this new stuff I'm doing and then shoot an hour or just do a whole new hour. You know what I would say? Do a whole new
0: hour because that way people could still find this stuff and they could still like tune into the old stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm about 35 minutes into a new hour. I made a mistake once of not doing a totally new set because my my set, like I had certain jokes that were just better. Between my Showtime special and then when I did my CD on Comedy Central, there was a couple bits. that I don't know how many bits, but there was more than one that crossed over that was just a better bit. Now I just stuck it in anyway. Because I was like not too many people saw the Netflix one. Because Netflix in 2005 was was in its infancy. It was a completely different thing. But uh, I, I regret that now. I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should have just done totally new shit. But I had better versions of those bits. I'm like, God damn it, these are so much better. I saw your new special. It was on YouTube. And yeah, it's already. Yeah, people take it and they stick it online. You know, you could. I don't really try to take it down.
1: I, mean, I uh, take it down a couple of times. But, I feel like there's a bunch of bits on there that I hadn't heard before. Did you do new stuff in that special? Yeah, yeah. Some of those. Some That's of some new. brave yeah. ass shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> putting out new bits on the a, on a special i guess well one
0: of the things about doing a podcast is you're even if you're not writing during the time that you're doing the podcast you're thinking about shit in a way and you're going over like especially if we're like doing a, a podcast like this like hanging out with comics just talking shit it's not like someone who's promoting a very specific book or you know about a very specific subject which is fascinating as well but <laughs> Doing these kind of podcasts, like, you're forced to think for long periods of time, and you get ideas, and I think it's easier to write. I think yeah. it's easier to write shit. I think there's a bunch of different ways to write, but I think that just talking is a, is a way to write, too. But, what, you know, what is, what is writing? It's just coming up with an idea, having a creative idea. You get a lot of those just talking, you know? They're not, it's not the only thing, you know? You also get a lot of them doing stand-up, you get a lot of them writing stand-up, you get a lot of them writing other shit. You, get, you might write an email to somebody and have a fucking great idea in the middle of just trying to be silly in an email, and you're like, holy shit, that's a bit, and then take it, copy, paste it. It's, a, it's just a matter of just being in motion all the time. I if think.
1: you write, if let's say you write 10 bits, how many do you think actually make the act? If out of two, 10 bits. Two, two, two yeah. are
0: worth it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few that are just like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> you go back over the notes and you're like... The fuck was I thinking, man?
1: I try to take you know everything that happens and tries to turn into. I try to turn it into a bit, and then sometimes you're like, "This is gonna kill," and you go up there and it just flatlines. But, but I also get Bambi legs when I'm doing new material. When I have material, I know that kills. I just, right. you know, I'm like Thor, throwing like fucking hammers of the god, and then I get up there and I do this new bit, and I it just like I, I get the Bambi legs where my legs start shaking, and I stop. I start dropping F-bombs, and like uh-huh. every other word is a fuck, 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 fuck. You can't
0: fuck. let that happen. See, you know what happens, right? You know that that happens, and you talk about it, but you, you let it happen. You can never let that happen. <laughs> I try not to. Never let it happen. You just never let it happen. It's not going to happen. It's just you could feel the energy of just go yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh... when guys do that, like you'll see guys... Like uh, on the road, especially if you bring a guy on the road that hasn't been on the road before, and you see like the first time they go on stage, and you know f- fucking Fort Lauderdale or something like that. That's so funny. House, yeah, that's happened to me. And a joke doesn't go over well, and then the the fucks just start flying out. And what it is is like they're saying, "Uh, yep." They're like, "It's uh the um yep. guy uh fucking guy with the fucking thing," and like. The audience does not want to hear that. That's like a a poor use of words.
1: You see that at the uh, Hollywood improv a lot because a lot of people think that's like the office. That's where you go to work when uh, the industry is going to be there. And when you're a young comic and it's the first time you get set there, a lot of them put like this humongous amount of pressure on themselves to do well there. And I've always felt like as you move up the comedy chain – I feel the gigs kind of get easier. You know, you you know the 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 ticket price goes up and as the ticket price goes up, I always feel like people want to laugh. They're like, I'm dropping 50 bucks on this ticket, I'm going to laugh. You know, I want to laugh. So so people always I know, couldn't disagree more.
0: Really? Yeah, why would I don't understand why anybody would be more inclined to laugh because they paid a lot more. I money. think
1: they would. They want to have a good time. Like if you're paying fifty dollars compared to going to a show where it's like
0: free comedy. Okay, that's the difference because I think that people who go free comedy they could have done anything else. They're not yeah. really there for comedy. Right. But someone pays for comedy, even if it's ten bucks, you know, whatever it is. If they're paying for comedy, they're going there to see a show. Right. But there's a there's a big difference between that and like we paid fifty bucks we're gonna laugh hard. Right, I mean the quality. I think it's the opposite. Really? Yes. When the ticket prices get high, people do a little bit of this. Like, how much do I have to fucking pay? There's guys out there that charge one hundred fifty bucks a ticket. I've seen those. Two hundred dollars a ticket. You know, there's like they have tiered seating. Like the seating in the front's like two hundred bucks. Seating behind that's one hundred fifty. And
1: you see people in that audience like this. Yeah, I was just in Pechanga. Brian Regan's playing there, and I think it's like uh, he's like hundred and ten dollars. What? Something's oh, wow. something up there. I would
2: Holy pay that. shit! I would pay that to see him. He's hilarious. I but think is, he's
1: great.
0: You know, we talked about that on the podcast before, but apparently we were incorrect when it was about Jay Leno. So we should probably correct. This is a good opportunity. The uh, when you see those super high tickets, those are actually scalpers. Mm. That's like st- Ticket Hub and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but this was an advertisement. On Yeah In Pachanga no, no. I understand But we were talking about Jay Leno Oh okay And we were quoting like $250 tickets and shit like that Apparently his tickets are not that expensive It's just that uh, you know scalpers they exist I've been doing his spots on Sunday nights at the Comedy Magic Club Oh he's not doing it anymore? Well he's on the road a lot So I do some of the, some of the times when he's not there I do his spots
1: That's great I think you being there is great Because is it awesome. allows it to uh, kind of shift the comedy a little bit well, they were talking about the differences
0: in the crowds between my crowds and Jay Leno's crowds. It's pretty hilarious. I think you know? it's great, man. Well, it's it's a good spot, man. I mean, it's in the place has been there for a long time. But and I'll chow down there. when
1: I'm there, dude. You owe oh, the food. Yeah. I chow down.
0: It's a good club, man. I mean, it's a club that's owned by a guy who really has a love of comedy. He's the, a great Mike dude, Mike Lacey. I think he started that club. I think he bought it in 1978. I don't know if he started it or if he was the first. I think he was the first. But either way, it's like a goddamn museum. Stop blowing that stinky shit in the air. That stuff's gross.
1: It's not, I love it's, it's
0: stinky man. It's like it's like spraying perfume in the air at Abercrombie <laughs> and Fitch. It's <laughs> fucking it gross. Like? It smells bad. Uh, you don't do like, those no. e-cigarettes. I mean, I I, I don't want to smell it. It's fucking gross. Red band, stop it. Some I, I saw some guy doing that at a restaurant the other day, and it was like it filled the room with this stinky smoke. Oh, they're starting to but ban you can that see now. It. But, I mean, you could see it all over the place, and people are looking around like, is that smoke? Like, what is, technically, what the fuck is going on if I have to breathe your shit?
1: We're in a gray area.
0: That? Yeah, but it's not legal. Yeah. It's not legal, and people are still doing it in restaurants, and then nobody, it's like, if you lit up a cigar in a restaurant. People go nuts. They would fucking beat your ass. Yeah. Somebody would kick you out. But this guy pulled one of these things out and started puffing it in, in a restaurant, and nobody did anything. It was like this weird state of mind. Like, are we breathing in smoke? It smells. It had like a strawberry smell to it or something. Icky.
2: Yeah, it but, but it's not. it isn't smoke, though. It's vapor.
0: But I don't believe that. And it if smells it's just like vapor, shit to him. If it's just vapor. Okay, you tell me this. Okay. What's the difference between you inhaling that vapor and me inhaling that vapor? It's going into your body. And you're blowing it out. So inside, when you're doing that, <laughs> it's transporting the, t- the nicotine. So when it goes out into the air, isn't it also transporting at least some of the nicotine?
2: Uh, if it, it has it, to If be. it is, it's so small and it's nicotine. It
0: doesn't matter if you're yeah, do you do it. that. But what well, you can't say that because you're you're asking other people to in- ingest your nicotine. That's the whole pur- purpose of making secondhand smoke illegal.
2: Yeah, but I'm I, think, not, I think it's so small that it, 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 you won't even feel, any, you can't feel anything. It shouldn't be anything.
0: It should be zero. It should yeah. be zero amount of drugs that you could put in the air that affect other people. Yeah. I mean, that's not something we have to deal with. We don't do that as a... I mean, I guess we do. I was going to say we don't do it with our bodies, but I guess some no, chicks give off a
2: fuck. The perfume, drug. or like when you're in a <laughs> right? mall and you go buy a candle, like a Yankee Candle store. No, no, it's store, not like per- way worse. It's than- not like perfume.
0: <laughs> it's not like perfume. You're actually breathing in. I, c- I see it in the air. It's like when you it's blow that thing out. I can see it. It's a fog machine. Like I don't believe <laughs> that. I don't believe that. I think there's some of them that are. But I think some of them, man, that shit lingers like smoke. Like There's some that you see it, like it, pl- it blows out, and within seconds, it's gone. It just disappears. But there's other ones that float around. It's float floating in the air. And that's the thing they're saying about these e-cigarettes. They're saying, look, they're absolutely better for you than regular cigarettes. Are there's you done with cigarettes? Health experts are saying this. But what they're not saying is all e-cigarettes are equal. And what they're not saying is that all cigarettes that are you know, using these little electronic mechanisms have the same mechanism, that they act in the same way. Yeah. So when you see what looks like fucking smoke... You're seeing a guy who burnt some
1: tobacco oil. Yep. I mean, that's what
0: it is. It might not be plant matter. It might be
1: just the oil. But I feel like it's smoke. There's no regulated standards that everybody must have the same thing.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure enough to really discuss it's the it. The Wild West. But what I, what I've understood by listening to people talk about it, this is the standards are very different. Like like you can get like one like a blue e cigarette. Like if you, somebody had a blue in this room, they're smoking it. I'm pretty sure that is just vapor. Like, that's all you're getting. You're inhaling this thing, and you're puffing out just vapor. But when you buy one of those fucking fire hydrant-looking bitches yeah, like those, Red Van has. Those lightsabers. With a tuba uh, thing. What are those flute things? The, what are those things called? The, okay. those, like a flute. When you suck on the end of it, what would the, the mouthpiece called? Fluke. Oh, yeah, a fluke. No, that's a fish. This thing. A fluke. F-L-U-K-E A-E. is yeah. a fish.
2: Yeah. Oh.
1: Well, maybe it's a fluke in it. It's that's a fish in a mouse well. piece. I thought it was. This could part. be. This Look it up.
0: But right I thought it was a flute. Wasn't a flu? F L U E. That that isn't piece that I part? thought was a fluke. But isn't that a part of like a musical instrument? It's yeah.
1: F L U E. Yeah, and I think that's what it, that's why yeah, they that's call the it. the Same
2: thing. Okay. It's, well, it's, let's why we why we Google it time. That time. Yeah, it's, it's that little, Google time. It's that little thing you put in like a. Uh, that little thing you put on the end of a wooden instrument. It's also a hot dog joint. You read it Flukie's?
1: the yeah. many
0: different words of the English language. Um well, okay. Define <coughs> define fluke. Um hmm. Hmm. the part of an anchor that catches the ground, especially in the triangular piece at the end of an of the end of each arm. Hmm. Under anchor, a barb or a barbed head of a harpoon, a spear, arrow or the like. And either half of the triangular tail of a whale, okay, there's another um there's an accidental, like there's a fluke like uh, so it was a fluke <laughs> victory. that's one. That was a fluke, yeah, an, an accident or chance happening, uh, an accidental accidentally successful stroke, such as in billiards. it's a fluke shot in billiards, they say. uh the obscure origin, okay, fluke, like a guess, all right. Any of several... Fluke Perry, no. <laughs> any of Fluke Ameri- Perry. American flounders. I used to catch those when we lived in Massachusetts. I used to catch uh, summer flounders. They're called flukes. And uh, any of a variety of other flat fishes. No, it doesn't say that. Now, let's look up flu, F-L-U-E, because I think that's what we're thinking of. Oh, I might be wrong about that, too. Flu is a passage or duct for smoke oh. in a chimney. So it's a flu. It's not a fluke, you fuckheads. You ruined the whole thing. Any duct or passage for air, gas or the like, so it has to be that. You know what I found, man? You know uh those uh you know Green Mountain grills? Mm-hmm. They they make those pellet grills? Mm-hmm. They make a pellet not Green Mountain Grills, but other companies. They make pellet smokers. Really? Well, you can do, like, you know, you go to the barbecue. Like, I've been looking up these smokers, man. You know, because I, I did that smoky thing with the ham. My smoker's kind of whack. It fell over in the wind. The wind knocked it over, and it's all fucked up now. I'm mm, like, hmm. I mean, it worked fine for the moment, but it was kind of a pain in the dick. Like, you had to get up right every couple hours and stick uh, wood chips in it. <clears throat> I thought it would be more self-contained in that. Well, They have these things like Green Mountain Grills, or you know, the Green Mountain Grill is a pellet smoker or it's a pellet cooker. Um, but they have pellet smokers too that work like in a, a kind of a different way, it's more smoke than it is just the heat from burning the pellets, I guess. Mm. But you could make ribs and shit on them,
2: yeah. When when Joey Diaz says that he got the meat sweats, because I got it the other day <laughs> from eating meat for uh, eating meat ribs, uh. What is that from? Because, I mean, it was serious. Like, I thought I was having a heart attack after eating because I was was getting hot and then shaky. And then your body's just
0: trying to burn off all that extra flesh you just stuffed down your maw. I and mean, that's what it is. Your body's just going, Holy shit. We ate a uh, Fogo de Chow. I uh, love that after, place. Uh, Eddie's uh,
2: match with Hoyler and we were sweating like crazy. Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you just dig in. Felt... When you eat a lot of meat, man. I love
2: it. I did one of those things where I'm driving by the hospital in Burbank and I'm like, should I just like pull over and just wait and wait this out to make sure I don't need to be there soon? No. <laughs> Were you thinking you were dying? I, it felt something was not right, man. I I felt like I was something was up.
0: That, are you worried about your health? Is that why you you going to the electronic cigarette? Or is you just doing this because you're in the studio?
2: No, I I I, uh, I mostly do electronic cigarette because uh, the girl you should only do it. Man. The girl I'm with hates it so much. So I've been good, like, good, for good for what her. Good. What does she Maybe hate so more,
1: your e-cigarettes or your uh, hand job places? Oh no! Shh, Jesus, Sam, you don't know spell <laughs> it out. So there's
0: no denial? (laughs) You fucking cock blocker. (laughs) Hey. Yeah, well, let me have Sam (laughs) said. The robot. Hey, listen. (laughs) Uh. Sam Shreveley knows he, what you do. He
2: always does that shit, man. Yeah. There's been so many times where now. Sam has said something where Keep I'm your like, fucking Dude, fucking are you shut, doing? like? Tripoli. What
1: you're on stage <laughs> talking about? rub-out maps? What are you talking about? He has you're a the point. most interesting He's guy. You point. get mad at He's me all the time for just bringing up something you talk about on stage. He's got a big. You got point. like everybody mad at me on Twitter mm-hmm. because of something that I just literally just was like, Hey, did you see Red Band say this? And then the firestorm breaks out. Do you not think she's on Twitter? She's like a social media person It's so weird I know I'm out of shape No way Because I was running one day in La Jolla People randomly started cheering me on As I was running down the street Guys on bikes were giving me high fives and thumbs up I was like, (laughs) dude I'm just running. This isn't like a fucking marathon. Well, how do you or- know that they didn't see you s- perform at the
0: comedy store there that's right next to La Jolla? Or maybe it was so funny seeing your boobs that they were like, yeah,
1: that's hey, hilarious. Dude. How do you know? <laughs> uncalled for. Why wouldn't you assume?
0: Why wouldn't you assume that they knew who you were? You were performing in that fucking town. How many people do you think are in La Jolla?
1: I know, but it was in PB. I know it's the same basic place, but they like, they nobody knew was who like- you were.
0: How long ago was this? This was like a couple weeks ago. Sam Tripoli, you are internet famous in a way. <laughs> you know Barry. that, right? You have a fucking CD that's number eleven on iTunes.
1: Uh, believe in yourself.
0: Yeah, but I mean, seriously, th- stop and think about that. You what, are you confused that people would like give you the thumbs up
1: if they think you're funny? Yeah, I do, but I just feel it do was well- self doubt. Sam Triplett, self doubt. Uh, uh, yes, here. I'm the I'm the I'm the house <laughs> of self doubt. That's where I come from. Yes, I do have self doubt, <clears throat> but I really had to think it more has to do with. Me looking like I'm
0: barely holding on as I run. Well, there's a little of that, but I'm trying to give you a fucking half half glass full option. And you're not even willing to take it. That's some defeatist type thinking, Sam. <laughs> I don't know why. I just
1: have a feeling it has more to do with the running than the rocking.
0: Because you're trying to work in your material about running and people getting... That's not that's true what at doing. all. What
1: you're, doing, you're working on a bit. Come on.
0: I am. <laughs> okay, it is a bit, <laughs> a, bit a bit. A little bit
1: of a bit. A little bit of a bit. A little bit of a bit. A little bit of a
0: something there I know I can ramble with. <sighs>
1: Pacific Beach is fucking beautiful, isn't it? It's gorgeous. I don't know why. Uh, like, why would you live in Cleveland when you could live you're just, you're in PB? Stuck.
0: People get stuck. They don't have enough money to move, and it's Here, scary. It's scary to try to
1: relocate to a new spot. I would smoke a ton of crack. What? That way I wouldn't have to eat for like two weeks. And I'd just save all my money for a, <laughs> a, a gray house. everybody bu- <laughs> knows
0: that crack grows on trees.
1: Right. A gray I mean, go to the
0: crack bush on the corner. Yeah, Not I if mean,
1: crack did grow on
0: trees. It will put crack dealers out of business, but everybody would be on crack. Everybody would be. You imagine if people. that was like a real issue, like crack was just growing everywhere. There'd be a lot of people in trees. There'd be a lot of people that are dead. Probably. This is right? a
1: joke on my CD. I was walking my dog next door. I have crackheads everywhere. I was walking my dog. I looked in the trees. There were crackheads in the trees. That's <laughs> what a were true they doing story. The tree? They were just <laughs> hanging up out there. And there's like five crackheads
0: in these trees. That's you know you got good crack. It's like if you go by a pasture and you see big fat healthy cows. Yeah. That's some good grass. Those, those cows are eating good. But if you, uh, if you see a crackhead up in a tree, Did you someone see the... nearby has some really good crack.
1: Did you see the video of the the jazz band playing jazz and the cows just all walk up and start listening to the, the band jam? Really? Yeah. It was like wow. the co- they had to pull over to take a piss and guy starts playing his thing and all the cows just start looking. And then you see them walk over and they start listening to the band. That's so cool.
0: Cows and people have such a fascinating relationship, man. That's a weird thing. Yeah, we eat them. Well, we don't just eat them. Like, very, 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 very few people have them as pets, you know? And the people that do have them as pets, they usually get something out of them, like milk. Yeah. They milk them. And then the big male ones, boy, not really interested in being your friend. You got to keep them the fuck away from people. You got to cut their balls off at an early age. And those are the ones you cook. Yep. You make you get your your dairy off. What a fucking weird relationship that these animals have somehow or another, like sort of developed and been groomed to develop to be these docile giants that we just pick meat from. Yeah, so strange. I mean, we've accepted it because it's normal. But if if human beings, the if the concept of eating other animals didn't exist, and then, you know, we started introducing. The idea we found a better way to get our protein than beans. In fact, if you eat animals, animal protein is high in omega three fatty acids. And we started ex- extolling the virtues of murdering cows and eating them. People would be like, "What the fuck are you talking? What are you crazy, crazy man? You can't eat animals. What the fuck? You're yeah. gonna eat animals? But because we eat animals all the time, it's just no big. Totally deal.
1: acceptable. It's
0: totally mass murder is fine. Well, and we just have this thing, well, you know, animals eat animals and fucking they would eat us, which is totally true. Yes, they would. But it's weird. What I'm getting at is it's weird, and it goes back to what we were talking about, about living in Edmonton, because it's weird what people just get used to. It's weird that people get used to 50 below zero. It's weird that people get used to plowing themselves out of their driveway every day because it snowed a foot and a half overnight while they were sleeping, so they have to get up two hours early just so they can get out of their fucking driveway and drive down that slippery road to a job that sucks. But people do it. They just fucking do it. They, they do just it.
1: accept it.
0: They accept it. Just and like, this it. is my
1: reality. Cold as fuck. Even prison.
0: That's where it gets really weird, man. People accept their prison reality. That's why they say that men become institutionalized. Like, I guess women as well, probably, right? If they're locked up for a long time. They become used to the community and the, uh, the, the social schedule interaction. Schedule, Schedule. They get used to that world. And when I say the community, I don't say it's like it's fucking great community. The great NBC you know. show? No, I don't mean that either. Okay. What I meant was that it's like they get used to that sort of structure, that social structure. They get used to that world, and they're scared.
1: And when they get they get free, they'll commit like some stupid little crime to get locked when up. When nobody gets hurt, so they get sent back.
0: Yeah, that definitely does happen. There's they a guy should have the option, I think, you to know? stay in. Look, I think if someone's gotten you to the point where you're so fucked up, you want to stay in prison and you don't want to be free, or if you are so fucked up and you have the the ability to recognize it you know like if you're a child molester or something along those yeah. lines which you know take away from the horrific act of what molesting a child is it's fucking unbelievably evil disgusting disgusting and evil but imagine i don't understand like some people's motivations for things i don't i don't i don't i'm not inside their head i could speculate but i really couldn't imagine what it's like to be a child molester someone obviously can could you imagine being a person who does not want that in them, does not want that, that whatever the fuck it is, that, that, that aberration, that fuck up, that horrible left turn in their mind that makes them want to molest kids, but it's there. And so, you know, what if one of them was like, you know what, man, don't let me out. Just leave me in here. Leave I think me in here. I'm having a good life or there, a good enough life.
1: There was a story about a guy who infected women with HIV and he, he had uh, infected a bunch of them cuz he set, cause he didn't believe he had it he thought it was bs and <laughs> he just Tommy
0: Morrison Tommy Morrison was saying that remember
1: but he w- went to jail and this guy they wouldn't let him out they kept him in jail for longer till they figured out what they were going to do with him what can you do
0: how can you stop someone from giving a disease and know? how can
1: you you know it's just you have it dude you got you can't give it to other people
0: yeah, I mean, people have been giving people the clap from the beginning of time. Right. You know? I mean, how many fucking people have chlamydia, know they have chlamydia, and still go out and fuck? That's got to be rough. It's rough. But they they would do it with AIDS, too, man. People do it with everything. There's well,
1: obviously, that... they, you know, obviously people do give it out because it's, it gets spread around.
0: Right. Well, okay, how about this fucking Magic Johnson, Donald Sterling thing? This, this whole thing, like, a, a part of this whole thing that a lot of people are ignoring was... Her and the guide, Sterling and her having this conversation where he was saying, you can go fuck these guys. He was like, I don't care what you do with them. Fuck them. Go out, you know, fuck them. Like you're, you're hanging out with magic. Wait a minute. Hold on.
1: Well, he even said that he had said that in the Anderson Cooper interview. Yes. That this guy was going around having sex with people when he knew he had HIV. Yeah. He
0: said that in the Anderson Cooper thing. And I'd heard that before. He, well, he probably does. But what's crazy is that it's just like everything else. It's just like having chlamydia. It's just like having herpes. It's just like like people don't think of HIV, which can be potentially fatal. I mean, I guess less fatal now that they have a lot more drugs.
1: I think eventually it's just going to be like diabetes almost, but you can give it to somebody. I think that's like where it's gotta gotta at now, I think. to take drugs yeah. for it forever. Yeah. I think Will they ever cure it? it, it, it. I think whoever – I think. What they should do is whoever's got a billion dollars go, this is a billion dollars. They need a lot more than that. To to, to cure it? Yeah. If you're better. like to a scientist that can have this billion dollars if you cure it. No.
0: It's, it doesn't matter. You The funding in order to uh, to make a drug that's capable of doing something as incredible as curing HIV or curing AIDS. I mean, right now they've got them. Apparently, uh, now, again... When I'm discussing this, I have zero medical background. We're just no, two dudes talking, two idiots that happen to be dirty. One smarter than the other, <laughs> but we don't have. I don't. Who the fuck is smart. I'm, leave it out there. <laughs> you know big words. I'm not either. sure. I'm, not, I'm saying it again. It's just words. We're the just the actual mechanism behind the smart is very debatable, but the look. The bottom line is, I don't know shit about medical science at all. So anything that I say about uh, about What's what's good for you and bad for you is just fucking pure speculation. However, what I understand is that they've got it down to a point where you don't even test positive for HIV anymore. Like you they've had people that are HIV positive, but the drug goes into such remote you know, places and squashes out the virus in such a way that even though you still have it, it's like And you you can transmit it? I don't know. That's the question. I don't know. None of it makes any sense to me. It's chaos. Viruses don't make any sense to me. Bacteria doesn't make any sense to me. The fact that you need bacteria makes no fucking sense to me.
1: Can, like, a virus, it lives forever? That's a good question. Some
0: of them they've eradicated and they've come back. You know, like, some of them they got, well, that's one of the things that people get so upset about with anti-vaccine people. It's like, do you understand that they have taken shit like polio and made it almost non-existent? They've taken things like smallpox and made them almost non-existent.
1: What about this MERS or Mar? Yeah,
0: MERS. Dangerous. Like, like has
1: dangerous. that always been around or is that just like something comes out of nowhere? And then you gotta be like, oh, it was a Middle East thing. Mm-hmm. How much is this man-made? You know, like... W- well, don't get crazy. I this, won't. This I'll stop. Is, uh, all I'll that pull
0: back. It's a thing that people do, dude. And this, I do have a, a little bit of information about this because I did a whole special on it, on that sci-fi show, on infectious diseases, and I got a chance to talk to a lot of these guys. They're not making any new diseases. They don't have to make any new diseases. They have some shit, weaponized smallpox, that if they released, were fucksville. Yeah. And they had this stuff in mass quantities in Russia, and that's a fact. There's no need to make any new thing like MERS. MERS is not very effective because, look, it's not spreading. There's a very small amount of people have gotten it. They were talking about it years ago. It's a very dangerous and deadly disease once people get it. But there's not that many people that have it. It's a very small... I don't think like six people ever have died from it. The problem is it's like half the people that get it. It's, it's just, is bird flu yeah. new? Bird flu is not new. All of these flus... This is another thing that I found out doing the show. They're Almost all of them come from livestock whether it's a swine flu whether it's the avian flu bird flu all these different flus a shit ton of them come from the way people raise animals in factory and farm make love traditions. to them no okay that's I a myth. there was a lot of fucking going on remember out. that it was the aids one yeah. with the, the monkey. monkey sam Because somebody
1: fucked a monkey
0: <laughs> yeah that sam Kinison's bit on aids was like at the time it was so taboo and so wrong but there's so much of it that was so fucking true and funny. The thing where he's like, you know, he's like, Sam, they say Sam, AIDS is a heterosexual disease. Straight people die from it too. Name one! Name one fucking guy! Fuck you, it's not our dance!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not our fucking dance! Like, that's a
1: horrible joke. That it's is terrible a- and mean. Who, who is someone talking about? So right. They were they went back and they watched Eddie Murphy's like Delirious uh. or Raw, I forgot, and they were watching it with their kids, mm. and then at some point he had to stop and go. Listen, we don't talk like this anymore because oh, it was like yeah. very raw and
0: obviously well, not just raw. Like the difference between like a gay joke and an evil like homophobic Phob- joke. There's a difference, and they used to ha- that used to be pretty normal, like an evil homophobic joke in the '80s was pretty normal. Like, you could get away with it. Yeah. You know? And now it's like, whoa. It's like, you can't just shit on someone just for their sexual orientation.
1: Anymore. Yeah, it's got to be an observation of it. Yeah. I mean, what is the line on that? Because well, I feel like some people think that if you just bring it up, it's homophobic, and I just completely disagree with
0: that. Yes. that's. I agree with you 100% that the, the subjects are always going to be completely open you can talk about anything you want on stage people may or may not find it funny the, the question is do you find it funny and can you find a way to relay it to an audience if that's your intent just finding humor in life there's nothing wrong with that and you could you know you could talk about any subject you want but that's not what they were doing back then they, like they were they just were, they just destroying, shitting on gay people, yeah. destroying gay people destroying gay people you know, you remember when uh, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row had that uh, T-shirt on? Yeah. AIDS kills fags dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You could find it. Pull up the picture. It was a huge controversy. It was like, why would you say that? It's like, so weird. That is as homophobic as you can get. It's probably the worst. It, it, well, it's just right up there with God Hates Fags, that uh, Phelps guy that died recently. It, walking around with a shirt on like that, like- Someone thought that was cool. It's cooler than not wearing that shirt. There it is. (coughs) Is there irony lost in the way he's pouting with his gay lips and his fucking Farrah Fawcett hair? And just that
1: whole group of that music genre was all dudes who tried to look like chicks. Yeah. You Remember when you first saw the Poison CD? You're like, Mm -hmm. those are some smoking hot chicks. And your friend's like, dude, those are guys. You're like,
0: aww. How
1: weird. What a weird
0: time in music, man. I I blame Rob Halford. Because Rob Halford of Judas Priest, who was gay as fuck and cool as shit, and yeah. uh, all-around bad motherfucker, He he's such a bad motherfucker that he was wearing, like, obvious gay biker garb. And he got people to think that gay biker garb, like, on stage was something cool. Yeah, some so people, manly shit. And, and because he was sort of closeted, you know, I, th- I guess it was understood in the industry, but they didn't talk about it, but he didn't hide it, you know, it was one of those things. He wasn't like Liberace, you know, back in the day. Just flaming, yeah. Constantly asking when he was going to get married. It (laughs) It was a different sort of a scenario. But Rob Halford got... He changed like metal. They all started dressing like that. They all started dressing like gay bikers. And I think that during that time... Everybody got so perplexed. I think bad gay motherfuckers, just badass gay dudes, infiltrated the music business and got everyone to dress like a homo. Yeah, they all. Everyone was wearing spandex tights and their cock was pinned tight to their their pants. Makeup. Everybody looked like transsexuals. That's not. But that's not for women. Like that flowing lock thing with the tight pants. Chicks like the Marlboro man, okay? They want a guy who's built like Don Fry, who's got like, they know he's got a six pack under that like uh, fucking cowboy shirt, but they don't see, they don't want to see it on the outside. That's a guy thing. Like guys want to see like yoga pants on a chick. Yeah. Like a girl can walk down the street with yoga pants and a camel toe, totally acceptable. Yeah. If a guy walked down the street with fucking ballet tights on and no shirt, Jesus Christ! Is Hugh Jackman? That's not real.
2: Yeah.
0: No, it's not. (laughs) Come on, that's not real. That guy's face is photoshopped. You're so full of shit. Is it? Look at that guy on the left. That's not real. That's not real. Look at the lighting. The lighting is totally different. That's not real. They're, they have Their shadows are in the wrong direction Hugh Jackman's shadow is coming towards us This guy's shadow is going towards his left shoulder That's Come on, not son. real Get the fuck out of here How dare you
1: Think that dude's HTHing?
0: Uh Probably, yeah, if he's smart Shred it out, bro Um, We were, for whatever reason, Brian was obsessed With the fact that Hugh Jackman <laughs> was gay He wouldn't stop talking about it His fucking hands were moving He kept puffing on the glass dick
2: he was like, I hear Hugh Jackman's gay. <laughs> I don't know, there's multiple pictures of him holding hands with guys.
0: <laughs> Come on, son, there's multiple pictures of me with big black dicks in my mouth. Yeah, but I did there? Wait a minute, <laughs>
2: hold on a second,
0: hold on a second. Wait, Back that, that up, because yeah. one of those look real. Piss real. Go ahead, go piss, you weak-bladdered son of a bitch. Who's the guy with the beard? He's a Wolverine fan. He's telling him how uh, watching that movie uh, made him cure cancer. That's what it is. <laughs> So Hugh Jackman's the guy on the right. Let me see. Is he really holding that guy's hand, or no, is that a perspective no, that, that thing? that looked
2: like a perspective thing. Mm,
0: who cares if he's gay? But it's a weird thing. Like, a chick can be gay, like a Jodie Foster. And everyone knows she's gay. She's out. It's all good. And she could play a... Ali- okay, that is <laughs> super gay. God, what a sexy beast he is. <laughs> That's frolic. He looks so He looks so big. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if a woman like Jodie Foster b- decides to come out and, you know, uh, proclaims Whoa. that she's gay, that's not real either. Stop <laughs> it. Just stop. Stop now. It's a woo, I lost my pants. What's this guy doing sucking my cock? I didn't plan this. Um, A woman can still play a heterosexual woman, but a man has a really hard time. Unless it's that, um, the dude on How I Met Your Mother. What's his name?
2: Uh... Neil Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris.
0: Neil Patrick Harris is gay.
2: Because he's so lovable.
0: Yeah. Well, he's not just lovable, but he plays a guy who's like a ladies' man on the show, which is quite hilarious. But
2: you know why I think, though? I think because he it's has comedy. From that Howard Kumar movie where he plays such a pimp, I think that's, that's kind of burnt in people's thoughts still.
0: I never saw that movie, so I have no idea what that was. The that's White about.
2: Castle. Never saw it. Never?
0: No. But he's a funny guy and a talented actor. I think that's more likely than ever. And I think we're we're in a different time. I think people like supporting the idea of a guy being out and open. You know, I I think especially in Hollywood, that's like the place where people... But when it comes to movies, movies are a different animal because movies you got to sell tickets, you got to yeah. sell hard fucking tickets, and yeah, you know if the Midwest—no the uh, worries, I'm just talking. Okay. <laughs> if the Midwest <laughs> comes over and you know they see that some big gay guy like Hugh Jackman is in some fucking movie where he's playing the uh, girlfriend to uh, who's the chick that's always on Sports Illustrated, Kate Upton.
1: Oh She's yeah. He's playing Kate She's Upton's.
0: Great. She's he's playing Kate Upton's husband. You're gonna like get the fuck out of it. Yeah, he's gay. Look at that picture. <laughs> That's it. I, he, wins. he wins. He wins. He wins. He's big. He's he gay. Wins. He's beautiful. He's got He's got it both ways. The New York Times apparently wrote a thing about him being bi, right? That's yeah. what you guys are saying? Yeah. But I think that's just someone's wishful thinking because he does musicals.
1: Yeah. You know? If you like theater, yeah. musical theater, apparently you got to be gay. Yeah. But imagine if you were straight, how much ass you'd be crushing. Because it'd be you, a bunch of gay dudes, and chicks. Everywhere. If you were in musical theater? Yeah, if you were no. a
0: straight guy in musical theater. What do you, you really think women are the primary w- viewers of musical theater? I think there's,
1: I mean, acting and dancing? How dare you? Dancers in musical theater? Just
0: pull you, push your seat back and think this over. Put your hand on your chin like this. Is <laughs>
1: hmm. that fucking mixed? No. The, whole, the whole room is not gay. The it's whole audience is gay. mostly
0: gay and menopausal women. That's who goes to see musicals. And a few confused young girls who eventually abandon the art form. And they just go to what, Yeah, they started, they want to look cool in college, they say, oh my god, I love musicals, and then they go, and they realize musicals are dog shit. If it was any good, it would be in a goddamn movie, alright? You'd be able to see things happen, real Book monsters, amazing. explosions, it is.
4: But it's amazing. more like
0: a comedy performance than it is a musical. I mean, they call it a musical, but it's really like a sketch comedy performance, like a Saturday Night Live piece that goes on for an hour and a half. I mean, that's really what it's like. It's brilliant. It's so good. But to call that a musical, no. Musicals are drab. There's like fucking, there's songs in there about romance and love and the two people meet again. They're nonsense.
1: We have movies now. If you want to... You tell me Chicago, chicks don't like the the musical Chicago? They love the dancing and stuff?
0: I've seen the musical Chicago, and it is dog shit. I know, but you're not... It's
1: dog shit, and I went to watch a
0: very good friend of mine. I went to support her and sit there and watch... Chicago and when it was the halfway through we were all sitting around we were all talking and we we're like so what do you think well it's really really good like everybody was like you know like hedging the words I go it's dog shit it's unwatchable <laughs> dog shit and finally the older gentleman in the group who we looked to for guidance goes it's I've never been a fan of the art form it's fucking terrible and we were like it's not good right like what's going on here like you go see go see they don't do cats anymore but if you went to see cats halfway through cats you'd be like What the fuck am I watching? What are you doing to me here? This is a murderous assault on my attention span. And somehow or another, you've convinced two... I'm sure a lot of people think that in my act. But that's fine. You don't have to go see it. All right? Some people like it. Some people like cats. I get that as well. I just don't understand those people. At all.
2: Have you heard of of that movie that's, uh, like... Or, I mean, that play that's, like, where guys all act like horses... I, there's like three people. Yes. C- you, I heard that's pretty sweet. Would you go? See I think that? you
0: should go. You should go and give a full. Lions uh, King, K-R-E you wouldn't see report. Lions King.
2: I see Lions King.
0: Fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! I, was, I saw Cirque du Soleil and that was dope. Yeah, that was awesome. Cirque du Soleil is because it's uh, It's like watching the Olympics with music. It's like you're watching people do shit that's impossible. Guys are doing handstands and they have like a woman like attached to their hand and they're like supporting her. Like they have one hand on the ground, one hand up in the air that's holding a woman. You're like, how are you even fucking doing that? The guys like there's guys that are doing handstands on each other's arms.
1: Unbelievable. It's
0: insane. You feel so weak and feeble when you go to see more so than going to see the UFC. You feel weak and feeble when you go to Cirque du Soleil. Cause you watch them do things, and you're like, "How long would it take me to even come close to be able?" To d- fuck, I can't do that.
1: I, if I had those skills, I'd become a ninja. Didn't someone die recently at Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, they did, right? Or somebody? It wasn't. No, it was Ringling Brothers. No, 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 it
0: was both. It was Cirque du Soleil, and then there was like nine people that died.
1: I went and saw a, a show where the guy morning. missed the missed the thing, and he just fell. Whoop! Wow. And the whole room was just quiet. How was he? Uh, he got back up, but man. Whoa. I'm sure he took a beating how off. How far did he fall? Only like about six or seven feet, oh, I guess. That's
0: still, man. That... Jump from the ceiling. That would fuck you up. That's In like fall? About, how tall is that ceiling? Is it about eight feet?
1: No, it's yeah, it's that gotta be more than like ten? Eight.
0: Eight, nine to the drop. Let's ceiling. go nine. Okay, let's go nine. You you know, that would suck. That would suck. That would suck. And hurt. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> We're so weak. My cat is 17 fucking years old. I got a cat that I've had forever, man. My sister gave him to me, her to me. Um, she had a, a, a bunch of kittens. They were all these wacky kittens. And uh, her, her cat, she had this one cat. and uh, they They're lived. wacky kittens. They lived in this rural place, and they didn't fix their cat, and their cat wound up getting fucked by some other cat. Oh, I've
1: heard the cats fucking outside my oh, door. Crazy. It sounds like murder's going on. Well,
0: anybody who does that <coughs> releases, you release a male cat, like, <coughs> you're, you're creating a real fucking problem. And, and a spayed, an unspayed female cat, you're creating a real fucking problem. Like, feral cats are a fucking huge issue. Not just because of the fact that they, you know, decimate bird populations and things along those lines, but also because of diseases they carry. They're the the number one purveyor of this toxoplasma uh, in toxoplasmosis uh, uh, bacteria or uh, uh, disease, rather, parasite that people have. Really common in third world countries.
1: Dirty it, pussies.
0: It affects, your, it affects your brain, does a lot of fucked up shit to your oh, brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's super common. And it, it also, the cat shit gets in the meat. It's like it's like a real issue with uh, with fucking cats. Isn't
1: there something about like some bacteria that gets in or a virus that gets into a mouse's head and tells it to run inside the?
0: It's a rat. It, It and if it's a what it does is I've talked about this many times in this podcast, but it has it's been a long time, more than a year. The way it works is it rewires the rat's sexual reward system and it makes the rat attracted, sexually attracted to the smell of cat piss. To the point where his testes swell up, and he gets like he's in estrus. He's like he's hurting. He's got blue balls because he smells this cat piss.
1: Like Red Band on Hot Rod Five Thousand. Like Red Band all day. <laughs> all so day.
0: all day. <laughs> so he he's essentially on a double dose of Cialis, uh, with uh, an added uh, acorns. It add, it's no well it does a, a weird thing to um, their their fear system. It, it hijacks their fear system, so they're not afraid of cats anymore. You there's videos, like pull up this video, Brian. Um, it's uh Toxoplasmosis infected rat chases cat. This rat is running after the cat trying to get some cat piss. It's like running up to the cat's ass. Like it has no fear of the cats. So cats eat these rats oh. and then the cats get it, and apparently it doesn't really affect the behavior of the cats. Because cats are evil from the jump.
1: They're evil from the so jump. They're evil
0: from the jump. It doesn't make them
1: more evil. They're like the worst roommate ever. They're like, pick up my shit. Yeah. Feed
0: me. I'm out of here. This is the video. These cats are like, what the fuck is going on? Now look, this rat. You can kill the the language, but this this rat starts going towards these cats, and he's like literally trying to get at their their bag. Give me that butt. Look, that, that rat is not afraid of he just jumped on that cat's back. Yeah. Look how crazy that is. Give me that butt. Yo, dude, how crazy is that? That rat just jumped on that cat's <laughs> back. They're not afraid of peop, of cats
1: at all. Like, how does that even happen? How does rats that rats
0: are gangster, man? They really are gangster animals.
1: But why does that virus come around or that bacteria, whatever it is, and how's that form? And how did to Noda to do that to that mouse and make that happen? And there's only one answer. Jesus.
0: There, it Jesus, is the Jesus, Jesus, man. The Jesus, the Jesus is the answer. It must be God.
1: Why, Jesus?
0: Yeah, well, look, God has a plan, Sam. He has and a plan God for that, a rat's plan. And
1: that cat's ass? Yes, yes. There's People like right now that are sense. angry,
0: they're angry. And you know why you're angry? You know why you're angry? Because what I'm saying makes you feel like what you believe is silly. And do you know why?
1: Why? Wait
0: for it. Because what you believe is silly. Silly talk. If it wasn't silly, I wouldn't be able to make you angry. If, like, people were joking around about oh, what men want out have sex with women, what, because it feels good? <laughs> You'd be like, okay. If, that's, that's the reason why heterophobic doesn't work. Like, if homophobic people are looking at us like, Ew, yeah, what do you, you fuck girls? Ew. What are you, a breeder? Ew. You'd be like, okay, you're just being mean. You're not hurting my feelings. I feel your mean energy, but this shit doesn't work. Right. It doesn't change how I feel about right. life. You know? That's what's going on, Sam.
1: I get it, man. It's just weird. And I was talking about this on stage the other day about how, like... Is this a bit? you working on another bit right now? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that if, if it goes along the lines of what you're saying. Is just like, you know, there's all this these people who are conservative morals and stuff. And they don't, oh, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't yeah. do that, shouldn't do that, because you've been told this over these years. But yet, over the last century or so, most of those thoughts have been debunked meaning there's places where people allow what you're saying is evil and it's going to ruin society and uh a uh, society's going to crumble people allow this to happen and it doesn't yeah and so what are you saying about because if like all this stuff where you are like you shouldn't pay for sex you shouldn't do drugs you shouldn't do all this shit because it gets the the you know the god yeah, in Amsterdam, all that is legal, and there's not fires coming from the skies, and monkey flying monkeys teabagging everybody, and you know, just like it just is, it's been proven that that. Well, suppression's
0: not good for people. They don't like it. It's a bad way to raise children. It's a bad way to raise a nation. Right. It's just people don't like suppression. It's really that simple. They don't like it. They right. get upset. You, you're another person, and you're telling a guy what to do. You are telling the guy can't jerk off. What does that guy want to do? He wants to jerk off as soon as he gets away from you. He wants to bolt doors and just jerk off in privacy, and then feel terrible about it, and then repent. And you know, Kellogg's no sense. You know, Kellogg's the guy from uh, the cereal. Kellogg's cereal. Yeah. Well, the reason this is, you got to read this book, Sex at Dawn, by this guy Chris Ryan, oh, no, a podcast sh- guest, fascinating guy. Um, and I've read that book. I, I've done a bunch of podcasts with him and Duncan Trussell. He's a really interesting guy. But one of the things that he, he sent me hip to is like, Kellogg's, you can find this online, created cornflakes, created mild-tasting food to keep people from getting sexually aroused, said that he lived with his wife for like 40 years and bragged about having never having had sex with her, but kept a male intern who would give him daily enemas. <laughs> That's fucking Kellogg's. So think about that. Repressing sexual thoughts, repressing and actively, actively repressing sexual thoughts, and yet obviously fighting off the gay tooth, claw, and fang, right? <laughs> obviously fighting off the gay. The guy had a male assistant who's that to give mustache him is gay. <laughs> He's gay as fuck. Look at that. He, That's a put cinema a, face, boy. Put a leather uh, paperboy cap on him and uh, no shirt and cut off jeans. Okay. You see it, please do. (laughs) Let me do it. That's your project now. Now. I mean, if you you see that guy's face, just what a great you probably get an even better picture of him where you could go full, full fucking body. And then go with the color-specific thing. Make, don't make it an obvious Photoshop. Make it, make it really look real. I wonder if she was getting a dick on the side. Mrs. Kellogg's. Oh, she, Mrs. Kellogg was fucking her personal trainer. They didn't even have personal trainers back then. She invented it. She invented it. Invented it. Yeah. <laughs> she invented it just so she could have somebody touch me. Did Jesus touch me? Unbelievable well, that's people, man. people that are suppressing other people are usually doing it to try to suppress something in themselves
1: that's why a lot of conservatives i just i just it's like you're lying, I think a lot I'm not judging all, but it's like when you sit there and you say, "Oh, you shouldn't do this, this and this, most of the time you're doing this, this, and this, you just want to put laws on other people like I go to Arizona a lot to do gigs, and it's a fun state to do gigs, but they have all these crazy laws. Yeah, they party more than anybody I know. Yeah. So it's like they're just making laws for other people. That doesn't apply to them. Why do you think that is? What do you I, think that is? I don't get it. I don't know why,
0: man. Fear, right? It's fear. It's also, there's, here's the other problem with fear and this idea of everyone should be loving. There's certain folks that are already done. See, this is one of the real problems, okay? This is one of the real problems with society as a whole, cultural in general, and just human interaction. This is one of the real problems, is that some people are already done. Somebody's made them. They've done a piss-poor job of feeding them, raising them, and then sending them out into the world. And they're fucked. These yeah. people are fucked. Out the gate if you can run into those people, they can ruin your fucking life. And that's a fact. So there's no way of fixing them either, by the way. They might fix themselves, but it depends on the severity of how fucked up they are. Some people are too far fucked. You never bring them back. And those people are out there wandering through the world too. So when people see that and they see that you can't treat that with love... And some people say, well, you got to treat them with love. And they go, oh, you fucking liberals will ruin everything. And then you have this division between people that are conservative and that care. And then people who are liberal than care. And the liberal people think the conservatives are cruel. And the conservative people think that the liberals have, you know, some idealized view of the world that doesn't work and only works because hard men are out there doing the bad deeds to keep the world safe. And they fucking support the troops on their bumper. Yeah. The real problem is it's a mess. It's huge, it's a mess, it's constantly changing, and it's going on all the time whether you like it or not. When we sit in this podcast room for three hours and talk, there's murders and rapes and robberies and car accidents and lies. And there's just so many people that it's going on in some way, shape, or form. Someone's doing something fucked up. Yes. And that's why we need to figure out how, first and foremost, how to fix people that are fucked up. That should be before we talk about going to Mars. Before we talk, what what we should be concentrating as a whole on the, on the as a as a culture is not just like figuring out how to fucking frack or figuring out how to pull out of Afghanistan. How do we fix all these fucking crazy people? Yeah. How do we fix them? Can you fix them? Could it be done with mushrooms and MDMA and electroshock therapy? Can we change their blood? Can we add artificial fucking genes to their system that uh, induces empathy? Is there a way? Is there, if there's not a way, then we're always going to have this vicious cycle of dealing with shitty people. Shitty people making more shitty people. Shitty people fucking shitty people up. People dealing with people who fucked them up. Their whole life in therapy. Their whole life you know, constantly talking about the abuse that happened to them when they were right. young. Because it's defined them as a person. Yep.
1: And I also feel that there's so many people making money off of shitty people. You know, the yeah. drug war, oh, yeah. the uh, the uh, uh, privatized prisons and yeah. stuff like that, that you're fighting against this group who it's not in their best interest that these people get fixed.
0: Yeah, well, it's like anything else. Anything that comes along, even if it's a legit issue, like global climate change. You know, the real issue that a lot of people have when it comes to global climate change is when you see a guy like Al Gore who's made a fuckload of money off of climate change, and people start saying, oh, it's a business. These guys, they have a vested interest. There's thousands and thousands of people. Like, yes, but still, the world's, the fucking, the climate is changing. Right. You know, but yes, yes, people are making money off it. But it doesn't mean that it's all bullshit. Like, there's a lot going on here, man. It's not a, it's like almost everything else in life. It's not a black and white issue. There's a whole lot of different fucking things going on. There's there's people that are bad, and yes. then there's a problem, and then there's people that are bad that that profit off of a real
1: problem too. Did you watch the last Vice or two Vices ago when they were doing about the drought in Texas? Oh, I didn't see that. And one. people were just praying to God for this, and then they bring. Like, Do you believe in global warming? Nah, not really. But then they would have singing hymns to God to. It's just so interesting about how, like, people manipulated other people to believe in their best interest. When you're like, it's like.
0: Well, it's not just that, though. It's also voluntary. I've seen people that want to believe that the world is not changing temperature. I've seen people that want to believe in global warming simply because it's like the conservative viewpoint. They're like, oh, come on. Right, it because they've nothing. been
1: told that from the top.
0: You know, I had this guy, Randall Carlson, on the podcast recently who talked about uh, climate change throughout the history, the known history of the earth. And it was incredibly fascinating. And he absolutely believes that uh, human beings and, you know, our carbon footprint plays a part in uh, in global warming. But he said the real issue is there's a lot of other factors that play a part, and they have throughout history. Like, we're con- concerning ourselves primarily with with people with what people have done and we have done a fucked up job on this earth. He said I'm more concerned with the particulate matter that like burning coal and pollution and stuff uh, pr- what it, what it does to our air quality than I am the actual warming cuz he started going off about global cooling and about what it used to be like here on earth and it was one of the most terrifying podcasts I've ever listened to. Jesus this, Because he knows a lot. And he's not just making shit up. He's talking about ice core samples. He's talking about known history. Even just the known history. Totally non-controversial known history that all scientists accept. Is that 10,000 years ago, North America was almost entirely covered with ice. And that there was a two-mile-high thick Wall of ice over Canada. Oh, my God. Two miles. (laughs) That is insane. It's unbelievably insane. It's unbelievably insane, and it's a fact.
1: Oh, man. That's real. It's like this fine line between wanting to know the facts and just, like, it's out of my hands. Dude, he was also talking about some, uh,
0: without a doubt, beyond a shadow of a doubt, factual evidence about the amount of species that used to exist during that time that died off. Like, a, a huge percentage of all the animals that were alive back then. Are just, gone. Are gone. That's just ten thousand years ago. It oh was unbelievably scary. So
1: it's just a cycle in a weird way. Well, it's
0: not just a cycle. He believes that it ended abruptly, and it probably ended because of a meteor impact. Jesus. Like that cycle was like how people dealt with life. Just like those people that live up in Edmonton. You know, the people that were in a place like Canada, yeah, there was nobody there. Yeah. The reason why there's so few fucking people in Canada and they're so cool is because they've only been there for a couple hundred years.
1: Everything's fresh and new, like this a new chick. F- yeah, there's there was
0: fucking nobody there. There was Native Americans. You know, some of them had ventured up there.
1: <coughs> Excuse me. But most of them, you know, most of them
0: fucking came, you know, at, around the same time that settlers came to uh, North America. You know, the, the Columbus days. That's most of the, uh, the the people that wound up settling up there in Canada. Before that, man, not much. And well, you know, why is that? Because a few fucking thousand years ago, it was under ice. Two miles. Giant, giant glaciers.
1: Dude, when I was there, three feet dropped the day I flew in Dude. of snow. I'm no like, joke. this is insane. Like, giant walls of snow in between each lane as you're driving. Mm. Where there should have been, like, traffic little little things, man. Boom. Just man. G- giant walls of snow. And occasionally polar bears. And occasionally polar I haven't seen one in Edmonton.
0: Well, in Edmonton, uh, a woman was working on a rig recently. She got killed, eaten alive by a black bear. What? Yeah. Oh. Which is rare. Black bears usually don't eat people. But if they catch you slipping. <laughs> bears, you know, they look at you and go, hmm, I might be able to make this happen. Let me chow down on that tasty hot pocket. You know what they're really worried about? They're really worried about hybrids. Grizzlies and polar bears are apparently getting their freak on. Ow
1: little interracial.
0: So the uh, hybrids are very different than the regular grizzlies. Faster, stronger, Blake Griffins? Well, they're more like polar bears who are strictly carnivores. So the difference between a grizzly bear and a polar bear is if you see a grizzly bear, that bear might not give a fuck about you. If you see a grizzly bear out in the fields and they're eating berries, that bear might just look at you and go, I'm eating. I don't give a fuck. It's plenty of food. He's not hungry at all. So if if a bear has a belly full of berries and it's just sitting there chewing along, He doesn't give a fuck at all. But if a grizzly bear sees you and you're hungry, is that the guy? Yeah, and you
2: have been hanging out.
0: Yeah, he looks pretty gay. It's Kellogg. (laughs) Me and Kellogg.
2: I like your your chest tattoo. Yeah, it's
0: very Brock Lesnar. It's a new thing I'm working on. Um, Jesus. A polar bear sees you, you better run. uh, Is it worth running? Because all polar bears do is eat meat. That's all they do. So anything that's moving, a polar bear is going to eat. There's no berries. That's why I don't go where polar bears are. That's a good move.
1: That's why I go to La Jolla,
0: California. That's a good move. Where they laugh at me while I run. There, there's a polar bear down in the zoo down there, though. Be careful. Oh. That motherfucker gets out, you're doomed.
1: He'll find me because he sees how slow I run. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He'll give you the thumbs up. He'll let you go. <laughs> it's like when you see a retarded fish, you see a fish swimming
2: sideways, you don't try to snag it. <laughs>
1: Let, let that one go. Let
2: that one go downriver. Do you see all the sardines that are washing up in Venice right now? I guess Because the water
1: got so hot that yeah.
2: it's oxygen? Oh, that tons yeah. and tons. And so like now sharks are just dying and all these fish keep are dying because there's no oxygen because there's so many sardines. Yeah, they call that d- dead zones apparently. Yep.
0: It happens all the time in the it ocean. It
1: smells like asshole.
0: Yeah, it's bad.
1: You know, Not good asshole either. They
0: found out a way that they think they're going to be able to bring back uh, plant vegetation and shit in the ocean and uh, sort of reseed areas and uh, re-oxygenate the, uh, oxygenate the ocean. Oh, that's oxygenate, cool. And it involves dumping iron in the water, like iron scraps and iron. It's a really interesting thing. I, I read about it. I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, the, the idea was that dumping iron— into the ocean would uh, increase the amount of plankton and that all these plants would grow off of the uh, rusting iron. Oh. The, the metal in the iron would actually facilitate plant Genesis. life. Yeah, and that plant life would uh, develop more oxygen in the ocean. which was really kind of interesting shit, man, dumping iron in the ocean. There are some
1: man. people who are way smarter than I am. Yes.
0: The, yeah, in this room.
1: <laughs> dude i'm a human being i know i hear you i have feelings i know you do thank you dude jesus
0: christ what do you need a cookie there i put your yes hand down your <coughs> okay stop yeah, it's in your pants. that's enough let's <laughs> yeah uh, adding iron to the oceans they're slowing down global warming this is the idea And they're they're throwing—this is a weird fucking idea, but it kind of makes sense. The premise is simple. It says, iron acts as a fertilizer for many plants, and some, like the phytoplankton that forms the baseline of marine food web, need to grow. They need it to grow, and adding iron to the water stimulates phytoplankton growth, which in turn gobble up carbon dioxide through photosynthesis. This results in a decrease in carbon dioxide— and it reduces temperature since carbon dioxide is one of the main gases responsible for trapping heat on the Earth's surface through the greenhouse effect. Interesting.
1: Unbelievable. That's interesting shit.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing that this guy, Randall uh, Carlson, was talking about, is how um, this uh, increase in carbon dioxide that we have, they're they're also directly correlating it with an increase in plant growth, which is kind of fucked because we, we always think of, like, People adding carbon dioxide to the air being a poison. And they were poisoning the air. But the reality is that plants need carbon dioxide yep. to grow. So it's not saying that you should go out and burn carbon dioxide to fucking help the plants. But it's one of those things, again, where it's it's not black and white. There's well, isn't it that they're
1: deforestation? On. They're cutting down the plants, meaning there's less plants to take in the CO2, and that's where the problem is right now? No. That's no. But Okay. But what he's saying is there's more
0: forest than before. That forests are actually increasing in size. And there's more plants. And the plant growth is actually increasing because of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. But there's definitely a concern that people have, like in the Amazon, a lot of different places, that people are chopping down. But what The, the real problem with what they're doing in the Amazon is that those... They're changing the whole weather system in those places because these these plants, they're responsible for, like, they're, they're the, the whole ecosystem is wrapped around these plants. Yeah. And you chop them down. Then you have these dry areas just exposed to the sun where they weren't exposed to the sun before because there's this deep canopy of leaves. Right, right. And the rain, the it's moisture stays green. there. Yeah, this is just flat. And so then it becomes they don't have the root system. So then you get mudslides. And then the the, the, uh, the ground, it becomes very difficult to grow crops on it. It's really kind of fucking crazy, like, what they're doing. They're just chopping down trees and thousands and thousands of acres just...
1: Deforestation.
0: Yeah. um, That's not good.
1: What about cows farting? Do you ever buy into that, that that's a big problem? I always feel like they just picked something that they could blame it on. and Like, there's way more people.
0: No, but the the amount of impact that a cow has is way more powerful than the amount of impact that a a person has.
1: But there's Uh, way more people. Yes, cow farts like are Like for dangerous. every cow, there's probably what? 100, 200, 300, 400 people? I don't people? know,
0: but here it says- My dad can crush
1: Scientists ecosystem. say
0: cow farts are more dangerous than they feared. This is true, man. This is a real study. Cow study fart? has revealed that the amount of methane, a greenhouse gas, 20 times more potent but far less prevalent than CO2. Well, So it's, it would be 20 cows to every person to balance that out. Or 20 people to every cow, rather, to balance that out. Because it's 20 times more potent if a cow was the size of a person, but a cow's way bigger than a person, so it's even more. So the cow's probably like five times bigger than a person. So instead of 20 times, it's probably 100 times more impact. That's my unscientific calculation. A cow fart it is says 20 destroying times
1: the environment. That's crazy. 20
0: times more potent, far less prevalent than CO2. Released into the U.S. atmosphere, it's significantly higher than previously thought. We find greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture and fossil fuel extraction and processing, uh, i.e. oil or natural gas, are likely a factor of two or greater than cited in existing studies. Whoa. So agriculture just by itself is uh, a big impact.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Methane. Methane is a fucking issue, though, man. When I uh, used to visit my parents, (coughs) my parents used to live in Pennsylvania. I just drive from New York to uh, rural Pennsylvania, and there's this stretch of highway where it's all farms, dairy farms and slaughterhouses and shit, I guess it's all cows. It's unbelievably bad smelling. Like, you can't imagine these poor fucking people that have to live in these areas. And it was hot. It was in the summer. Some people
1: just accept that. It goes back to Edmonton. Some people Mm -hmm. just accept that. I'm from kind of that area. I'm from Cortland, New York, which is... Is Pennsylvania and Cortland are the same kind of country, you know what I'm saying? I got, ton- I have tons of cows in my hometown, man. Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize how redneck my hometown was until I left it. What does it smell like when you go back? Because they say that olfactory
0: senses, like the sense of smell, is... Uh, Manure everywhere. You all can factory smell senses, it. senses, the sense of smell, is something that alters... Um, or it, it only uh, picks up uh, alterations in smell. It doesn't pick up constant smells. So if you live in a town, a town stinks. Like some of those uh, industrial Modesto? pollution you ever been places to Modesto? in New Jersey, when you're driving through New Jersey and you smell industrial pollution, those towns, they don't smell it. You only smell it because you're driving from fresh air or reasonably fresh air into that area.
1: That's how it used to be when I went to Niagara Falls. They had this giant factory called Hooker Chemicals. And that's what the name of it was, Hooker Chemicals. And you would drive in, you're like, this
2: stinks. Like paper plants. Paper plants stink, like up in Portland. Now, here's the thing
1: about Hooker Chemicals. It's pretty much been closed down, but they won't completely close it down because if they completely close it down, then they're going to have to go through and clean it up, all the environmental cleanup. So they just Uh, keep, like, 30 employees in this giant factory that's just Huge and they just keep it open. Hooker, chem- it's
0: cheaper for them to do that than it is for them to hire someone to come in and clean it up. That makes sense.
1: There was something, uh, wow. Love Canal. Do you remember the old Love Canal uh, thing yeah. that happened? That's yeah. Hooker Chemicals. It they is? dumped all these. That's these, the same company, yep, and
0: they're still open.
1: Yeah, and they, they won't close it down because then they have to clean up the environmental mistakes.
0: <sighs> That's awful. That's weird that they let them
1: get away with that. Well, I it, yeah, it's crazy. is it because
0: it's like a one of those legacy
1: companies? Cause it's been around for a long time. I think that's just probably the rule. If you de- demolish or shut something down, you got to clean it up so it's environmentally safe, and so these guys just keep it going because it's cheaper to do that. That is so fucked up. That's so weird. Well, it's the same thing with like GM right now with their cars, right? They're like they knew forever, don't they? Do this something where they like. They guesstimate how much it would cost to do a recall versus how much it would cost to go to court, and if really, yeah, if something's cheaper, they go with the
0: cheaper option. Oh man, I'm not sure, dude. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I, I think, think they do do that. I, I think, think that, that was the big thing, thing on uh, What was the? What was the? You got to pull time? that shit up. You can't just say that. That
1: is, if 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 it's cheaper to go to court. They'll go to court, but if it's ch- oh,
0: if- you shut shut the fuck up, dude. Seriously.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. <laughs>
0: you gotta Google that. What you can't I say Google? that.
1: G- you can't say that when it comes to cars, man. Everything comes to any major mm. corporation. They'll do the re- what's going to cost us more: a recall or going to court. If if a recall's cheaper, they'll I don't do that. Think that's if court's true, cheaper, though, they'll man. go to cheat. I, I I've heard it. I don't.
0: <laughs> I'll put. My- I but think you can't. You can't just say that. When you say something like that, like you got to really know what you're saying. I, I do. I've, but you're I, saying GM. You're saying like a specific okay. company. Yes. Like somebody might I'm, have gotten in trouble for some sort of recall, but it couldn't have been a safety issue. Google that. Okay, I'll Google it right now. What somebody Google, Google?
1: Google it. GM. Uh, am I
0: saying? Okay. Avoids recall. L-
1: Google to, Google whether corporations decide whether recall or court is cheaper. They go with the cheaper option. Can you do that? Uh-huh. I'm
2: doing that right it now. It seems like it's from a movie because I remember something like that. Like, well, like, right now, there's not enough people that are having the problem, so we're not going to worry about yeah, it.
1: They, they guess it may, well, yeah, they What If it's cheaper right. for them to... Yeah but, yeah, but you
0: can't just say that. Here's funny. the problem with just saying something like that. You have to really know what the fuck you're saying. you, uh- you got to really know what you're saying. Because if you just say it, then it, you don't have to do that anymore. It's 2014. It you is? You can actually find out. So if you want to talk about something, and you want to talk about something as serious as someone not doing a recall, because they'd rather just like get sued, because they can save money that way, yeah.
1: you got to know what the fuck you're saying. But I'm saying that I know that. But you don't
0: know that, because you, you're not pulling up any facts, you're not stating any I facts. got it in here, no, the supercomputer, which is great what haircut. What you're doing is some legacy shit. You don't have to do that anymore. You have a fucking iPhone. You know how to get it's, online. The battery's dead, Oh, we'll plug it in. So well, it's the old
1: one. Oh,
0: well, you fucking cheap bastard. Get yeah. a new one. I'm going to go get a new one, one when I get done.
1: With this, Well, I'm, I'm sure right there's,
0: there's been some pro- problems. With uh, oversight, I'm sure there's been some problems with recalls. But saying that they like actively got together and said, "Hey, let's just uh, not fucking let's just not recall these things and just take our roll our chances with the lawsuit because the study has shown that we can save money if we go that route." I, I believe that's what happens. Okay, I have no. You can't just say that. Okay, I will say not say that, that. What I just that's said. how you get sued.
1: I understand that. You can
0: get I, sued, I, Sam. What if they come? What if GM comes down with the hammer of the law? Well, if they can take what I don't have. <laughs> Why would you say that? You have a number eleven on the fucking iTunes <laughs> charts right now. It's called "You Can Do Zoom It." Me for
1: the move. You Believe in it. yourself.
0: <laughs> Believe in yourself. Go, Rocky. Win, Rocky. Believe
1: in, Believe in yourself.
0: Believe in yourself. Did you ever thought about doing a song, like a wacky song to go along with? No, that? I do like Red Band's great songs, though. He has a. <laughs> he should do some live music songs. GM Show. says safety is our top priority, and today's announcement puts all manufacturers on notice. That they will be held accountable if they fail to quickly report and address safety-related defects. Oh, this is U.S. Transportation Secretary, Secretary uh, Anthony Fox, with two X's. He said he would continue to aggressively monitor GM efforts in this case and called co- on Congress to support a move to increase the penalties the regulator can levy in cases like this from a maximum of thirty-five thousand or thirty-five million to three hundred million sending an even stronger message that delays will not be tolerated. So this is what they're saying. The GM was fined $35 bucks and agreed to take part in an unprecedented oversight requirements um, on Friday over its massive recall of cars with faulty ignition switches that have been linked to 13 deaths. The U.S. Department of Transportation imposed the record civil penalty for the automaker's uh, failure to... Report a safety defect in the fe- in the vehicle to the federal government in a timely manner. So they didn't report it in time. What does that mean? Did they find out that it was bad and didn't report it in Have time? Have you seen John Oliver's new show? But hold on a second. We should figure this out because we've been talking about well, this it had, for a yeah, while. Yeah, it has something to do with that. Well, though. go ahead. Talk. All
2: right. Well, <laughs> here I, I found an article to help you out, Sam. On ju- uh, justice.org, there's a uh, They All Knew and Failed To PDF. Uh, it's called uh, They Knew and Failed To. And these are uh, true stories of corporations that knew their products were dangerous, sometimes deadly, but they failed to do anything about it. And one of the things it says is a car company that discovers that if it does not spend $11 per car to fix a defect, hundreds of people will be horribly burned, and decides it would be cheaper to let them burn.
0: What company did that?
2: I don't know, but it's uh it's on justice.org though. There's a whole PDF. But wait a minute, you, we got
0: to read that. It's it's it actually says that? Yeah, right here. But what company? A car company just says a car company Yeah,
2: and it, it goes through all of it uh, like here's medical devices like heart defibrillators that 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 What is do. the uh,
0: the title of it again?
2: Uh it's called they all they knew and failed to uh, true, uh, true stories of corporations that knew their products were dangerous, sometimes deadly.
0: So as far as uh, this GM thing, it looks like they definitely
1: fucked up. Well, you know, the, uh, the reason I brought up John Oliver, because he got he was talking about these memos in which they would tell their employees words they could not use. And it's crazy. Like, they knew that these were death traps. And that they, they were telling their employees, you you know, you can't say certain words about the cars to describe the cars. And they were like right. insane words, like Kevorkian-esque oh and God. stuff like that.
2: Here's one from Firestone Tires. Uh, I guess that they... Uh, they knew their tires were bad? Yeah. I remember that, too, I think. Oh. They finally announced... They knew about it in 1997 and then finally announced oh. it in 2000s...
0: You know, I think that that was a different era. You know, that sounds crazy, but 1996, 1997, like comparing that to 2014, I mean, I know that was only 20 years ago or 18 years ago, but isn't it fascinating that that might as well have been 100 fucking years ago? That, because that was all pre in terms of the internet. Ford mm-hmm. Pinto, remember the
2: Pinto when it used to blow up all the time? Oh, yeah. They, uh, they found out, they actually had a chart where it says that 180 burn deaths would be 200,000 per death, and then they just added up how much it would cost to then to recall 11 dollars per car with a uh, looks like 11 million cars. In. So they yeah, well, found they out calculated
0: it. Would, it yeah. Also, they calculated severe burns, serious burns, 2,100 burned vehicles, and it all came to 49.5 million. Whether, but if to recall 11 million cars, came to 137 million. Yeah. God. That's, <laughs> That's unbelievable. Ridiculous. But you know, That's the whole so thing sick. was that
1: GM was Ugh. training their 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 people, their employees, how to answer these questions, how to deflect, how to do all this stuff, because they knew they had a faulty thing. And when was this? Uh, this was when they discovered the faulty uh, part in their car. Yeah, it's well,
0: the the, f- the uh, actual uh, thing was an ign- ignition switch that disabled the airbags. in the Chevy Cobalt and the Saturn Ion. Didn't you have a Saturn Ion? What do you have? Did you have one of those a long time ago, a Saturn something? Oh, a Saturn L200. Oh, and the uh, Ion and the Cobalt,
2: they knew about it for 10 years. Chevy Malibu. uh, General Motors knew for several decades that the placement of the fuel tank in the Chevy Malibu created a a big risk exploding in the event of a rear collision. So for a couple decades, they knew that was. I
0: never even heard about that with the Malibu. I always heard it with the Pinto. That was like a joke. Yeah. That the Pinto would blow up? That was a yep, fucking joke. I remember that. What I saw someone hell, use the
1: Pinto as a punchline the other day, and I'm like, dude, nobody gets that reference. Uh, uh, gets that reference. a
0: hipster ironic one. Yeah. Plan. At this point, it's kind of hipster ironic. It's like old Milwaukee Pinto. beer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um. I mean, that's just craziest when people start picking cash over d- life. That makes it sad.
0: mm well, it's just fucking evil.
1: Does it, now, that
0: um, paper that you saw, that was an internal
1: paper? Is that what that was?
2: Yeah, this is actually from uh, court records where GM actually w- decided that they could have up to 500 fatalities per year. Oh, Each fatality God. is valued up $200,000. Uh, there are approximately 41 million GM automobiles currently operating on the U.S. highways. And so they had—they oh, were like, God. you know, doing the math. On okay,
0: the sh- but were they doing the math about a
2: particular Issue Chevy Malibu, yeah. That oh, the that fuel Malibu tank. That blows yeah, up. The fuel oh tank. my
0: god, yeah, it's so awful. I don't want to ever buy a Chevy again, but <laughs> I don't want to ever buy a Ford again either because <laughs> no. the Ford fucking Horrible. Pinto, it's not the same people anymore. Obviously,
1: obviously, it's a totally different group of people, but still, it's like, okay, what is it? What do we, uh, you know, do we take do we recall or is it going to be cheaper just to go to court and deal with lawsuits? And well, that's it,
0: what sucks. It's kind of like it's it's kind of like one of those things that I don't think is going to be around in the future. Uh, I think with like WikiLeaks and shit along these lines, like you're you're not going to be able to get away with that. You're not going to be able to get away with saying that someone's life is worth two hundred thousand right. dollars, and so we have X amount of dollars invested here, and you know we would save fifty million if we just let these people burn. Unbelievable! Like, you all, they they should hang them by their ankles in a, in a fucking room full with rats. Do
1: you think there's a level of like psychopath that you have to get to? be like super high up mm-hmm. in a corporation where people become just s- numbers. I think people definitely can justify a lot of shit. Like yeah. you have to you have to detach from humanity and look at people as numbers and resources and all that. Whether it's super high up in military, super high up in corporations, any corporations. I'm not just saying like, you know, Uh, oil corporations, even just, like, high up in entertainment. Like, you know, it's like sometimes— you don't have to. No, you don't have to be
0: there. But definitely a lot of the people that get there are. Yeah. But I think that's all—a lot of that is going to be in the past. I think it's still going on right now to a certain extent. But transparency is making it more and more difficult to get away with shit like that. You know, it's just—it's going to make it more and more difficult to hide what the fuck you did. You know, and when we're talking about things like this, I don't think you can hide this anymore, man.
1: That's why, you know, going back to what we're talking about, all the hackers and all that stuff. That's why, like, when this net neutrality stuff is coming up, I'm like, I just don't think the hackers will let that happen.
0: Well, they're going to have to for a while, but they're already fighting back. One dude uh, hacked into the uh, FCC, SEC, SEC, right? That's what it is.
1: FCC? No.
0: Federal Communications? Is that what it is? Are they
1: responsible for the internet? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're the ones making the whether they're going to let Time Warner and what was the other one, Verizon. Verizon, whatever Throttle ones could be huge.
2: AT and T is about to buy Directv.
1: Yeah, and they're they're
2: freaking out about that. <laughs> <That's fucking
1: crazy. laughs> but doesn't that go? Who does that go back to? Was that Clinton that just made it so that every you know they could consolidate more? I don't I'm know trying who to
0: did that, but the um, the point about the what what they're doing with the FCC. Is uh, that these hackers attacked the uh, SEC's website and turned the FCC website down to twenty eight eight, like an old school twenty eight eight pit mod modem? So they, they they throttled them down. I love like, it. this. Is what this is what it's like, stupid? Yeah. Like you can't do this. This is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Well, basically making it so uh, you know certain websites you can get to quicker, and then if they want to find mine, it's going to take forever for them to find where it is. It's evil. It's evil, and it's just another opportunity
0: that people have to corrupt something to make some money off of it so people do if you let them if you let them but i think transparency again like this is something they would have pulled off in the 80s like that no one would have had a say about it no one would have even known about it maybe a few protests on schools yeah you'd be walking through the campus and someone would be like save net neutrality be like save the whales, save the seals i gotta go to class you know you would you would sort of like be into it for a little bit but not really totally understand it, whereas now it's like hitting your email every day, Twitter every day. I'm constantly hearing about net neutrality. I'm constantly hearing about it. So it's this different thing where I think today... It's way harder to cover shit up, and the people that are involved—the last thing those motherfuckers want to do is be up for any public office or being, you know, applying for any sort of a job. And explain your role yeah. about eliminating net neutrality and what was your position. Well,
1: well, isn't the guy that who's in charge of the FCC like used to work at like Time Warner or some had something where it's like he was high up and. In- the Sam is
0: the king of, has a uh, sort of an idea of what's going on in his head. And isn't the well, guy yeah. who wears the dresses? Isn't
1: Wolverine holding hands with guys? It, it, I've it, been it. right so far, though, with <laughs> yeah. the exception of the Wolverine. I've been right on everything else. I mean, you might and be
2: y- right about Wolverine. And you know where you got the car thing from, by the way, where it costs money? I think you got that from Fight Club. Because Edward Norton, ah! Norton's character actually ah! says that. <laughs> he's, Is that it? No, yes! there was someone else. I yes!
1: read that.
0: I read that. I read. I read occasionally. Come on, son. How often do you read? Uh, right now, basis. I'm reading that
1: book about the ki- guy who thought his dad was the m- might have been the Zodiac killer. Oh, have you seen that? Well, book? Are you really reading that? Yeah. You know, he's not the first. There's yeah. been several. other yeah, people Yeah, there's that have read another woman
0: the thinking that their dads were the Zodiac killer. But have you seen like the members.
1: picture of his dad versus the sketch? No. It's identical. Really? Oh
0: yeah. Imagine if
1: your dad was out killing
0: other people and you were worried that he was going to get you, but you wanted to keep your
2: mouth shut about him killing other people because he was your dad. Unbelievable. You well, the
1: marketing worked because I bought
2: the book. Did you hear about that killer, uh, the guy from S.H.I.E.L.D. that just killed his wife in front of the kids today, what? the one actor? The S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think he
1: was the guy, he was the, the black, uh, black cop.
2: This guy right here. What? Remember? Shaz- no wh-
1: fucking way.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was
2: on the news last night. They they showed oh him handcuffed.
0: Oh, my God, no, he killed his wife? Yeah. In
2: front of their kids? In front of their kids, and it was over uh, money problems. I guess he filed for bankruptcy recently. Oh, my God. He had God. stopped paying
1: off his house. <sighs>
0: Fuck. What is it about people? I shot my wife. What? How do people get to that place where How they do you get there? kill somebody that they loved? At least at one point in time, loved. How do you get so low? Bankruptcy problems? That's really? That's that did. You got to the point where you were on fucking The Shield. You're yeah, like sometimes the, though, you you don't get back. Yeah, but he was on one of the best cop shows ever. So you don't get back. Do so you see a fucking guy who's just has a normal life freaking out because he. Wow, look at him there, man. Jesus Christ.
1: It's over. Wow.
0: That is so crazy. You imagine how crazy that guy has to be to have just shot his fucking wife? He goes from being on, like, one of the all-time greatest cop shows, has a crazy role on it, a really good role. Like, he was the gay guy, remember?
2: hmm Man, you think that's drugs also?
1: Who knows, man? Who knows? I've heard stories about that People ODing And their kids are in the house Guy hanging himself, Kids mm. are in the house It's like what are you doing dude
0: <sighs> Killing the wife man It's so, so much more common Than the wife killing the husband It's fucking awful Awful shit man really. I guess
1: he was uh, filed bankruptcy And his house was about to go in foreclosure Oh better kill my wife Just, It's not like I could get a job
2: Poor
0: kids. It's like the the thing where people hit that wall where they don't have any other solution, and you know someone will say, "Oh, it's depression. You know, it's depression." Yeah, okay, I get it, but
1: how does it make you kill somebody? Now there's no solution. It's over. Yeah, I mean because he called nine one one and said it. Oh my god, that's well, gonna be used against him. I mean, like, what are you gonna do? Oh, yeah. uh, who knows, man? Who like, knows? what do you deal with that? I mean, it's like I'm not married, man i just seen these guys, these married guys that are just, like, the only way out is to off. And it's always the always the husband. It's always the someone you know. It's, like, so funny because... Well, it's not always the husband. I mean, it's just more often the husband. More often, yes. The yes. only
0: people that I know were the guy and the woman, you know, was Phil Hartman was killed by his wife.
1: Wasn't she... Uh,
0: Yes, she what? Yes, she was. Yes, I heard that. also. heard it all day. All day, every day. She was on Zoloft and cocaine.
1: Was she an ex escort?
0: I don't know. Okay. Who knows? I'm sure people have uh, alleged that. But, uh, you know, if you go and fuck a guy for dinner, basically you're an escort. Yeah, a lot of escorts out there. <laughs> God bless them. You know, there's a lot of girls that go on, go on dates with guys not, not just really for a free them. meal. Why not fucking them just because they feel bad? Guy went out and bought drinks and dinner. That that's real. It does happen. I don't encourage it, but it does happen. You yeah. don't need to fuck a guy for dinner. But Joey Diaz has a funny joke about that, about the Liberace movie. <laughs> I don't think he does it anymore, but he uh, he goes uh, he goes he goes if uh, if somebody buys you dinner, he goes you don't have to fuck him but if you fly a person out somewhere, he was talking about Liberace flying that guy out to Vegas. Yeah. He goes, you fly out, someone's getting their dick sucked. Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a difference between someone visiting you. That's like what people always have an issue with, like a girl flying out to hang out with a guy and stay the weekend. I've had that, comics have heard that happen to them. Like uh, they meet a girl on the road, like, man, I think she's really cool. Like, she's going to come out and visit me. We'll see what's up. And the girl flies out to visit him and then nothing
1: I had a buddy like, who what the uh, hell? flew a chick. He met a chick here in L.A., flew her to Toronto. She took the flight, got to Toronto because she's from Toronto. Got there, never called him, never hung out. He kept calling her. Oh, she's like, "Where are you?" She like, "Didn't oh, I? Can't I can't hook up right now?"
0: <laughs> she used him for a plane ticket. Hey, there's unscrupulous people out there. Yeah, some of them do? have vaginas. Yeah, some of them have penises. Yep. no one's immune. No, no. Some of them are Crazy gay. comes in all sizes. Some of them are gay. Shades. Yeah. Some of them are transgender. There's some fucking shady people out there in all walks of life. What do you think about the word tranny, transgender, and all that stuff? Like, I think if it's okay to call a cab driver a cabbie, I should be able to call a transgender a tranny.
1: Yeah, it's just an abbreviation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think it's... I, I believe intent. I think what we were talking about earlier, like, when you're talking about what, what is rape... You know, we all know what's bad. When you define something by a, a name, you know, when you say like, "Oh, you have a couple drinks and then you have sex with somebody," that's rape. They have sex with you, it's rape because you've had three drinks or you have two drinks. Now it becomes rape. I think defining people like this is this this guy. Oh, he's a fag. Oh, this guy. Oh, he's a homo. This guy. Oh, he's a gay man. Like, what do you? What's in your mind? When, what's the intent? Yeah, what's your, in your mind when, you know, if Justin Martindale were here and we're like, "Wow, well, if homos like you could stop fucking monkeys, yeah. you know, what would we be doing? What would our intent be? Our bit, we love Justin. It would, our intent would be to make fun and right. ha- have a good time and with no hate at all. But if we were like sitting here going, well, you know, it's pretty clear in the Bible that the gay will suffer and we say, <laughs> the it, to gay. Him, and we say it to him in like an, an evil way, there's nothing wrong with calling someone gay. Right, right. But there's something wrong with saying those words. There's something w- wrong with projecting. Where's that it thought.
1: coming from? Of course. What do you
0: try- It's like Patrice O'Neill when, um, you know, he got on that MSNBC show or whatever the fuck it was with that lady, lady who was arguing about uh, uh, Opie and Anthony getting in trouble for uh, rape jokes. Was yeah. it a rape joke or is it a joke I think about? It was rape joke. No, you know what it was. It was that homeless guy got on the show and the homeless guy started talking about Condoleezza Rice and he was doing like saying he would rape her. And then they got suspended. And what Patrice O'Neill was trying to say was that when someone is trying to be funny, like that it's all coming from the same place. It's all coming from a place of trying to be funny. If it's coming from a place where you're trying to hurt someone's feelings or you are discriminating or you are being evil, that's a different thing. It's, It's not the label. It's the intent behind it. And we get all tied up in the words. Like they were trying to stop bossy for a while. Were you aware of that? Yeah, they were trying to say that bossy is like the new cunt. You know, like calling someone bossy is like... Well, they are
1: doing that with, uh, he's, uh, what's it? Not ghetto, but what is the word that, like, these NFL players were trying to say? Gangster or ghetto? Oh, yeah, ghetto is the new N-word. Ghetto? When he's acting really ghetto. Like, uh, this one guy, uh, what's the, what's, Richard Sherman... People really flipped out on him because he was like went off on this football player in the middle of this uh, interview after a game, and he's like, "Oh, he's all ghetto. He's acting all ghetto." And they were trying to say that's the new way of saying the N word. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and it's Thug-ish. just it just becomes something new. Every you know everybody wants gets offended by other words, and it's just like listen, the N word and the F word. There's definitely a history behind that. When F word compared to when you talk about gay guys, right? right? Right. There's there's a history of oppression out there that comes with that word. Mm -hmm. Whereas, every group wants to get their own word. But what about faggotry? I love that word. I can understand why Why? Okay, listen, you don't like the word faggot. I totally understand that. Faggotry, though? It's the same thing. I mean, listen, I say (laughs) everybody can say whatever they want to. Either you like it or you don't, and we move on. Yes. If you don't like it, you don't like it, don't watch the comedy, don't watch the show, don't buy the product, move the fuck
0: on. There's two different things that are a problem here, two very different things. There's one, there's the the thing is people saying actual slurs, having mean intent and being, you know, uh, an evil person with evil intent. Then there's also another thing going on where people just going after words and the use of words and trying to limit the use of words and trying yeah. to limit the language that we use not the intent and not the thought behind the, the words not the 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 philosophy or the way of looking at life which i think for most of us is constantly evolving and changing from the time we're younger to the time we're older we learn life lessons along the way we have fuck ups we we make mistakes we say things we wish we could take back we say things I, that yeah all the we, time and then we say things that we you know we realize are cool well, when you, yeah, you add in those things together, you got a lot of different things going on. It's not just about the words themselves. What it's about is uh, people having like, good intent. And there's a lot of people also, I think, that they use these words to inject some serious fucking hate and vitriol out into the world. Yes. They use other people using those words to be more hateful than the actual use of the word itself. You know, the more angry, like, f- find, you know, YouTube comments where people think they're being social justice warriors going after someone, you know, who might have uh, used an incorrect term. Yeah. Or going after someone who said, said this disparaging thing about transgender people or whatever the fuck it is. And you're just going to find fucking anger and hate coming from people that are supposedly progressive on a scale that you rarely see even coming from people that are conservative.
1: What I hate about the political correct movement is that how much fine print comes with that word. Meaning like they they totally accept it and almost in their brains convince themselves that this person who they approve of uses the word is actually using that word to make fun of those who use the word as negative. They actually convince themselves of it. There's okay. Okay, so you're talking fun. about the Colbert report thing. Well, not even though that, you know that story? I was listening. To the M- yeah, I, I, that girl drives me fucking nuts. If you don't
0: know that story, it's a genius story. Colbert, um, he's so smart. Yeah, well, let's cancel Colbert. Was this yeah. thing that started, uh, you know, trending online because they thought that Stephen Colbert put out a a racist joke. Like, pull pull the video. It'll probably pull us off of YouTube, but I think it's fair use. Um,
2: we could just do that article about it.
0: Yeah, but the, the, Sui Chu is her name Sui or something. Sui Park. Sui Park, and you know she's uh, she uses a lot of big words and she uses a lot of progressive lingo. Well, she was but interviewed
1: by uh, somebody
0: on Huffington. Well, let's explain. Let's okay. explain the, the thing. The punchline was, I'm willing to show the Asian community I care by introducing the Ching Chong Ding Dong Foundation for sensitivity to Orientals or whatever. And it was meant to be a satirical analogue to the Washington Redskins original Americans Foundation, <laughs>
1: which is hilarious. yeah, I mean it's
0: funny it's so funny. when you hear it coming from Colbert, he's making fun of their callous how way. stupid they are yeah. that
1: the people who want to keep the name Redskins,
0: so people some people only saw one part of it, and I think it was a tweet that was uh, was put out, so cancel Colbert. Um, t- Comedy Central actually put out the tweet. The, the hashtag cancel Colbert became one of Twitter's twending trending topics. Trending uh, topics. Across the United States. And it was because this this chick. one chick. But it's it, it's not just her, because whether she was wrong, I mean she might have like saw that and overreacted and yeah. then didn't understand what was going on Satire Didn't see the whole thing Just saw part of it Started it off And then boom She was caught up in this wave of interaction
1: Well I would say I would disagree with that statement That she was caught up in it Because she would keep doing interviews about it Well after uh, You know like a week or so After people are like You understand it's satire And then the guy interviewing her On this Huffington Post thing Which was really funny And uh, she, she's like I know it's satire And she gives the, the literal definition of satire meaning that she basically read what the definition was. She didn't get the
0: joke. Well, here's where it gets even better. By lunchtime, uh, Deadspin published a post by two Korean-American writers with the tongue-in-cheek headline, Gooks don't get redskin joke. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, So so, uh, fellow Asian-Americans were attacking her. And cancel Colbert became a joke more than anything. And then not only did it not get canceled, well, he got the goddamn Tonight Show. <laughs> or the Late Show with David Letterman. He's the new Late Which Show. Which almost
1: host. makes me wonder if the whole thing was fake. I I mean, my whole opinion is that I'm starting to see, like, these things, uh, these internet outrages over statements being made by comedians. And it almost gets to the point where I sometimes I wonder... If they're just fake outrage, just to drum up publicity behind this, what's being said. Well, no,
0: it's people realize that they can get attention. That's exactly what's going on. They what realize I, they can get attention, or they get attention by so pretending you know. to be upset at something. Or
1: or what if the people who said the statement, people behind them, drum up fake outrage? Put out this, pout, pull up this poutrage, P O U T dash
0: rage. rage. Uh, of Sui Park as Colbert lands the late show there's this guy who does his uh, online commentary uh, picking apart everything from this this controversy to feminism to everything I mean he's he's pretty hilarious so Sui Park
4: miss cancel Colbert his names Thunderfoot. article in Time magazine the cross promotion of more white male celebrities proves it. The entertainment industry has perfected the development of white, cis, straight male characters and the marginalization of other voices, except when those others are brought in only to aid in the cheap punchline of a joke.
0: This is, uh, they're showing people of color being badass. And women. This is
4: other voices, except when those others are brought in only to aid in the cheap punchline of a joke is complete. This is aggression we do not have to accept. We will protest this until it ends. Others wanted to silence us immediately. Young Asian American women. With little institutional power, are not supposed to be loud. Our voices are not expected to be raised. Unbelievable. And when they are raised, they're not meant to travel. Actually, Suey, if you're lucky, they won't travel. I was because, voice. as the old saying goes, it is better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to open one's mouth and remove all. Doubt.
5: And how genocide and slavery and Orientalism all work together to uphold white supremacy. Right. It's really kind of the way that I understand um, my work, which is why a lot of my work isn't essentially with these mainstream Asian American activist groups.
4: Because the simple truth is that young people generally don't hold institutional power because they lack general experience, they lack life experience. Now, I know you left home to go to university for a year or two.
5: One second, my mom
4: just came home. oh okay, <laughs> maybe you went to university for a year or two, and now you think you know everything about the world. President Sui Park, they will chant as you, with your 23-year-old wisdom, set oh. about solving all of the world's problems. And many will have chuckled uh, quiet chuckle of mirth to themselves as you got hauled up on your own hubris. For only about a week or so after your campaign to cancel Colbert, it turns out that Colbert was indeed getting cancelled and instead he's now going to take over the reins from David Letterman on the eminently prestigious Late Show. And this seems to trigger these tears of rage from you in your latest article of It's not over till we say it's over! Oh, the bitter tears of unfathomable sorrow they are, Sui. The white man, as you frequently refer to him, has now become the beloved white man. Yeah, because being white must mean that the white man is always reasonable, always pure, always deliberate, always complex, and always innocent. Sui continues, There is so much to gain by correcting us. Dismissing your you know, this writing. is kind
0: of unfair, and this is like a part of the internet. You know, that a young person, because if I was twenty three, and you asked my opinions on virtually anything, you would get something half as intelligent as that. We're all idiots at twenty three years old. One hundred percent. A bit unfair about just the nature of the internet I that just, someone can just.
1: I agree, man, but I just think there's something in this country where, like, and listen, racism does exist. 100% yes. Save it for that real ra- This yes. uh, fake out This girl wants This girl Wants credit for oppression She never went through Well she's got attention That's what's going on Her her, both, Her like her, her brothers are like All doctors and lawyers I mean like She's, I mean, I, I, I do joke about her. You know, it's like she's born in like 1991. Like, talk about the dark years of 98, will you, Suey? Like, what did you go through in 1988, the oppression that you had to go through? Like, they didn't let you wear your Hello Kitty backpack to school? Like, that's racist. No, it's what not racist. You're rac- talking about Asians
0: wearing Hello Kitty. Yes, yeah. That's oh so God, racist. That is racist. I'll totally, so racist. okay,
1: call me a racist. Like, that's my point. It's at least racial. That's my point. What are you going through? I don't think you have a point. I'm going to be honest with you. I do have a point. <laughs> what was 98? That's the year where you kind of come into consciousness. My point hmm. is, there was uh, just the thought of that she's trying to equate what she's gone through with like what. But I don't think she is. You know what she is? She's getting
0: attention and then she's running with it. And I think, you know, as much as she might have thought she's thought this stuff out, what's going on is she's looking at a white belt in life. She's a white belt. She's a young person right. who's sort of, you know, maybe she's smart, maybe she's not. I don't know. Maybe she's educated, maybe she's not. I don't really know. It's hard to tell from this because what you have is a bright spotlight on a person who probably shouldn't have had it on them. Yep. Made a big mistake, trig- yep. hit a chord. That chord is the racism chord and hit it, hit it accidentally because it didn't understand the satire of, of a joke and didn't understand the context of a tweet that it was a part of a much larger piece. And in taking that out of context and running with it, connected to a system. And once she's a part of that system, once she starts being interviewed and, you know, people are calling her a fucking idiot on Fox News. Like, I think it was Fox News where someone called her stupid. Like, the guy actually called her stupid. Like, said, what you're saying is so stupid that I can't even, whatever the fucking guy's statement was. The point was he called her stupid. Like, that's... When you gotta be pretty fucking bad At relaying a point on the news For someone to call you
1: stupid Well, I, I, I just feel I, I mean, I understand that too At 23, it's just She's, a, she's a black belt She's a white belt She's cute though Yeah, that's my whole thing Who's been mean Who has been more oppressive To hot, young Asian girls?
0: Well, white, old white men? Or like their Asian parents? She's a
1: young kid She's
0: a young kid You know, she's 23 years old Yeah, she, so she was called stupid um <laughs> by uh Josh uh, Huffington Post Lives Josh Zepps that was a funny interview in a heated debate yeah
1: it's kind of funny by the it way she's doing the interview on that one in the background she has stuffed animals on her bed <laughs> meanwhile she wrote after that in
0: case anyone thought i was censoring colbert please know that i was just talked down to muted and silenced by Josh Zepps and Huffington Post live <laughs> Oppression. And then Josh Zepp tweets to her, ah the righteousness of professional umbrage takers. <laughs> Suey Park wasn't muted or silenced. I invited her to explain herself and she declined.
1: That's funny. She pulled that whole thing like you can't say that cuz you're a white guy thing, which is a classic like well that's a new thing.
0: See it's this, a, a new thing.
2: Chicago peeps, I'm going to be doing a comedy show on June 26th Suey Park, writes on her no Twitter. Way. Show up
0: heckle. <laughs> oh my god, that's not real. That's real? Yeah. Oh, she's now getting the stand-up comedy because of this. Which
1: is the story. Like,
0: Jamie Kilstein's so... going to coach her. It's going to work out well. Oh, God. Come to desk
2: squad, we'll welcome you with open dicks.
0: <laughs> Don't open your dick up. Things will fall out of there like AIDS. This is crazy. She's, uh, so the guy said to her, he said it's just a stupid opinion. She argued that satire is supposed to punch up Oh, okay. It's that thing. You should watch
1: the so video. You shouldn't.
0: You shouldn't say anything bad. Oh, please pull that up. Pull that video up. Because Park and uh, Josh Zeps,
1: she basically said that he's pretty much not allowed to comment on it because he's not white an Asian privilege. man. Because he's not Asian,
0: and because of white privilege. Yeah. Do you know white privilege is a thing that there was a, a a recent article that everybody critiqued or criticized that some young kid at Yale wrote about being told to check his privilege. You know. This, this whole thing, this check your privilege thing, it's nice. Uh, let's pause that for a second there. It's, it's, it's a nice thing to want people to be kind and considerate. It's a nice thing. But when you give them a tool like check your privilege, whenever it involves anything racial, you're going to silence the debate. Because now someone's being told essentially to shut up because they're white. Yeah. Which is, wait for it, racist. So you're not even allowed to have a point of view if you're the wrong race to talk because you're privileged. That race is privileged. So there's like a balancing act going on. And the white people are not allowed to even debate ideas. You're supposed to check your privilege and shut up and listen to whatever, whether it's a woman or an Asian or whoever it is other than the white man.
1: I always feel that, like, really young boys, like uh, like young white boys, have to pay for the sins of their fathers and their grandfathers. I live near a high school, and I drive by it all the time, and I see groups of kids hanging out, and they're all multiracial. So the whole experiment that's been done in this country about making everybody integrated has worked to a point. There's a lot of integration in these young kids. It's that, working, and yes, it's getting and better. and it's getting better, and it's got more room to go. Yeah. But I feel like young white boys sometimes have to pay for the sins of thy fathers and their grandfathers. There's this whole thing in the NBA that people get really mad that the last couple spots on an NBA team tend to be given to white guys. And they're really upset because, you know, it's like, well, why should they be making that for white kids? Well, it's the same thing that they're doing in Hollywood where, uh, you know, where they – the the TV shows have to have multiracial child, uh, multiracial characters. The commercials are multiracial, so that young kids see themselves in there and realize they could do that too. It's about reaching everybody. Well, as a, I grew up as a young uh, kid who wanted to play pro basketball, there I'm was for time, a woman. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I wanted to play pro basketball, and and I wanted to be the first white guy to play on Georgetown's basketball t- team because at the time it was all black guys. Right. And I always wanted to be on that because I wanted to be the white kid. So I can understand to a point why you have a couple white guys on the team, because a lot of kids who are young, white kids, dream of being playing dream of playing pro basketball. Mm. So it's the same thing. The so it's affirmative you- action for
0: white people. To That's a what, point. Yeah. I think that here's the problem with all this white guy stuff. Without a doubt, white people have it way easier way better way 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 way, way right. easier so right. complaining at all about it makes you look like a fucking idiot because the idea of white privilege the real idea is that white people have an advantage and they have an advantage culturally and how they're treated by society i think that's true i think it's 100 percent true it doesn't mean that you should have to check your white privilege when you're talking about ideas because saying something like that to someone you're not saying, "Hey, look, white people have an advantage," but realistically, that's all unfair, and we should all be equal, and we should all be one. And just let's just go and talk about ideas from an even playing field. I totally agree. But this whole thing of like anybody having an issue on something. But then again, imagine if you were going to school and you were a black guy experienced a lot of oppression. Some rich white twat was giving you some dude who just, like, you know, grew up with rich parents on the fucking Hamptons, and he's giving you a hard time, and he doesn't understand that he got a fucking easy run. He wasn't the
1: sperm lottery. Yeah,
0: so you'd want to say, check your privilege to him. I, I check. I get that, too. I get it when it's appropriate to let everyone know, like, look, dude, you got lucky. You, you, you fucking, you found five aces. That's what it is. You were, you were born on third base. You didn't hit a triple, okay? Right. You're right there. You right. got lucky as fuck. And that's a lot of people, and that's annoying to folks. But... The idea that a white person can't have an opinion about satire because he's white and he doesn't understand what it's like to be an Asian woman who didn't get the joke. Holy shit, that's dumb. I agree. But that's the, pro- the problem. Is she's 23. She's yep. 23 years old. She's you know a young person with ideas that maybe aren't completely formed yet, thrust into this weird position to defend something
1: that was a mistake. I've always said that, uh, you know how the Isra- Israel you have to f- serve in the army? I've always felt that people in America, after they graduate high, high school, they should all have to wait
0: tables at Denny's. Dude, I, I'll tell you this, man. People aren't canceling Corbera up in fucking Edmonton, okay? <laughs> they're beating SEALs to keep their fire warm. They're fucking, they're, it's cold as shit up there. It's a different world. If you have this really fucking easy life, you start finding shit to bitch about and you start finding shit when you have this internet connection, you have the ability to get a bunch of other knuckleheads involved. You start bitching about shit, and you find that there's a bunch of people that it resonates with, and then you're caught up in a wave. You're caught up in a wave of attention, and you see it all the time. A lot of these people that are the so-called social justice warriors—they're aggressively assholish
1: aggressively Well, I also asshole-ish. think there's a lot of it that there's a lot of personal. They're trying to make a dollar off. They're like the Suzy Chu. Now she's going to go out Suzy there and Chu. so what, Park, whatever. How dare her name you? Is. More racism. I'm first. Yeah. It was Hello Kitty. Now yeah. it's Suzy Chu. So she's going to go out there. She's going to do stand up. She's probably going to write a book. She's going to be making an appearance. It's what are you almost, waiting for? Let her make the money. But my point is, how much of it is pure? Be be. Behind actual wanting change, and how much is it just to make a buck off it?
0: Well, I don't know, but let's listen to this video because it's quite fascinating. I liked it. This uh, J- Josh Zepp's video. Sweeting, silly part. No, don't do that, asshole. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Don't do that. I was going to ask her if you wanted to do a podcast. Dude, don't do that.
6: Good bon job. Uh, cancel Colbert? That's what some Twitter users are demanding after the Colbert Report put out a now-deleted tweet reading, I'm willing to show Asian community I care by introducing the Ching Chong Ding Dong Foundation for sensitivity to Orientals or whatever. This set off a Twitter firestorm late Thursday night with people sounding off. Hashtag cancel Colbert because we really don't need another white liberal celebrity trying to justify racism. Whoa. Using satire that ironically ridicules Asians, is not productive for indigenous or nor any marginalized group, white humor blows, hashtag cancel Colbert. White humor and the one blows. And <laughs> Park. White people, please keep hashtag cancel Colbert trending until there's an apology. This is not the burden of people of color. Fix it. Do something. <laughs> Joining us now is the author of that very same tweet, Sui Park. And also still with us is HuffPost Politics reporter Jason Lincolns. Thanks for being with us, Sui. Of course.
5: Thanks for having me.
6: Why cancel Colbert? What did you hope to achieve with that?
5: That's a loaded question I think uh, it's sad but unfortunately a lot of times our demands aren't really met unless we have really serious asks or we generate these larger conversations. Um, Unfortunately people usually don't listen to us when we're being reasonable so um, I think it's really to make a statement that this sort of thing happens weekly that um, Asian Americans are always a punchline Um, and so I think we're just trying to make a point that people will be held accountable the next time they do these sort of things.
6: So just to clarify the context the tweet was related to a segment that was lampooning Dan Snyder who's the owner of a certain Washington DC football team that has a, a racist name, it was meant of to course. be. It was meant to be satire. I mean, do you understand the point of satire? That you say something that's intentionally absurd in order to ridicule not the people who are the target of what you're saying, but the but other people who might say it.
5: Of course, I understand satire. I'm a writer. <laughs> I think satire caters to the audience that you're speaking to, so it says something about what the audience finds humorous or acceptable when you're using those sort of jokes, and I think satire is supposed to punch up. Um, So unfortunately he's not doing that when he draws a parallel to Orientalism to make a point about um, Native American mascots.
6: But isn't his point that there are lots of stupid racist people who, even in their attempt to be conciliatory on race, end up putting their foot in it and saying something dumb?
5: I really don't think that we're going to add racism by joking about it. Like, I'm glad that the um, white liberals feel like they are less racist because they can joke about people that are more explicitly racist. But that actually does nothing to help people of color.
6: Why, why attack a satirical attack on Dan Snyder's <laughs> racism instead of just attacking Dan Snyder's racism?
5: Um, well, if you're familiar with my activism or my work, I've been very vocal about um, Native American mascots. I went to the University of Illinois for my undergraduate career. Um, we had Chief Alinawick, and I was incredibly vocal about it, and I had the same sort of backlash. Um, and that kind of backlash happens no matter what you're really attacking, whether it be, um, you know, the word Oriental being used as a slur, um, yellow face jokes against Asian American people, or if I'm really just talking about Native American mascots and Dan Snyder. Um, I know I helped trend um, Not Your Mascot um, on Super Bowl night, um, Um, to fight, you know, the name Redskins and Not Your Tonto. And I had the same sort of backlash. So it really isn't fair to kind of individualize these things and ask why I'm not shifting my behavior. Because honestly, if white liberals cared about really getting rid of the mascot, there's a lot they can do to help organize or get involved besides caring about their joke. So for them, it's not really about whether or not um, the Redskins exist or whether or not racism is over. It's really about them feeling like they can't have fun anymore and feeling entitled to be able to laugh at things that aren't really funny.
6: Jason, uh, part of the whole the whole gag here is the use of the term Orientalism, which is such a weird, old, loaded like it's just it's a stupid, stupid uh, word. But, but to get upset about that about the use of that word when it's in a satirical context strikes me as misguided. I want to take a look though at a tweet which uh, Colbert Report has uh, has tweeted out. It says for the record, Wait, at Colbert Report is not as a white man. You don't. Really hang hang on, hang on, sorry. I'll come to you in just a sec. Uh, for the record, Colbert Report is not controlled by Stephen Colbert or his show. He is at Stephen at home. Sorry for the confusion. Colbert himself has. Responded to some of the criticism on Twitter. Hashtag cancel Colbert. I agree. Just saw at Colbert Report tweet. I share your rage. Who is that, though? I'm Stephen at home. Uh, Suey, you were just going to jump in.
5: Uh, yeah I was gonna say that I feel like it's incredibly patronizing for you to paint these questions this way especially as a white man I don't expect you to be able to understand what people of color are actually saying with regards to cancel with Colbert fucking animal. Sorry, I'm back
6: Sorry, being a white man doesn't give doesn't prevent me from being able to think and doesn't prevent me from being able to have <laughs> uh, have thought, reasoned perspectives on things I don't I didn't give up I didn't I give know, up, didn't give up totally my right logical logical to be able to have an intellectual conversation when I was born I know
5: but uh, well, well white men definitely feel like they're entitled like, to talk man. over me they definitely feel like they're entitled to kind of minimalize my experiences and they definitely feel like they are somehow exempt and so logical compared to women who are painted as emotional, right?
6: Oh, no, no Jesus. one's minimalizing your, your experiences. No one's minimalizing your right to have an opinion. It's just a stupid opinion. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a misunderstanding <laughs> of what, of what satire is. You just called it's my opinion stupid. Yes.
5: You just <laughs> called my opinion stupid. That's incredibly unproductive. And I don't think I'm going to enact the labor of having to explain to you why that's incredibly offensive and patronizing.
6: <laughs> explain. I just told you I wouldn't enact that labor. <clears throat> okay. Thanks for being with us, Sui.
0: Oh. you uh. <laughs> it's unfair. That's a black belt versus a white belt. That's what it is. I mean, even if she had a point, you know, in some way, shape, or form that's sort of uh, wrapped up in all this uh, fucking craziness, even
1: if she had a point, she's too what young. If, what if she's complaining, like... To me, it's it's so interesting because some of the most damaging Asian racial material is done by Asian comedians. Like, what's her take on that? Well, like, they do Why do they do it, though? They do it because it works. Like, why do they do it? They do it to break right. the ice. They do right. it. Like, why
0: do fat guys tell fat jokes? So that you can't. Right. Because if you go on stage, you're a fat fuck, and your entire act is just about uh, other shit. Did you shit. just call
1: me a fat fuck, bro? I said
0: if. Okay. You know, if you're a guy, and you're you're a giant guy, you better talk about that on stage. I agree. Because if you don't, then the audience is going to fucking point it out. What is this?
2: Because <laughs> she talks back and forth with. Oh, no. Who? They're Jamie. like best buddies. Who?
0: Oh, <laughs> <Jamie>. Of course. <laughs> Jamie Kelstein.
2: Oh, oh poor my God. <laughs> it's so poor bastard. It was just a joke. This is all a simulation theory. This it's is, is all fake. It just a joke. I was
0: joking when I said that he would help her with her comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. He probably helped her with her comedy. Oh, <laughs> Oh, uh, he means well. I swear to God, he does. I just can't. I just, it's like, it's comes so it comes with so much fine print. It's bad to be a guy, don't you know? <clears throat> Men are getting all these women pregnant, doing all the raping, building all the roads.
1: Unbelievable. It's a mess. The whole
4: thing's got a mess.
1: It's just, it's... Especially in this country where, I mean, like, everything I know is not perfect, Bam, but when you hear what goes on in other countries... I don't buy that. It's, it's just... It's still, but I don't buy that. This is why I don't buy that.
0: People always say that. But we know that it could be better. So, right. yeah, it's better than what it is in other countries. I agree it's with still, that. It's it's a crazy thing to say. With all the information awareness we have, the, the least important thing to concentrate on is how much better it is here.
1: Right. Forget get about
0: dwelling on, like, patting ourselves on the back for making this country better than the other. I'm not one.
1: saying that. But that's what everybody does. I'm not saying that. But she is saying? sitting there and s- taking a joke and just making it into this... Giant global issue, or she's trying to do it. When we have a situation in China where they chuck girls when they were. As a white
0: man, I don't expect you to understand chucking girls in China. (laughs) Okay. As a white man, I think it's incredibly condescending and patronizing that using that word. Come on, Sui Pack. Can I open for you? (laughs) (laughs) Could you
1: imagine? I would love to. Could you imagine? I will do it for free. With the set that you laid
0: down in Edmonton. By the way, uh, Sam Tripoli's new CD available to Believe in yourself. Right now. Believe in yourself. I gave you a thank you in there. Oh, please. Bro, the set that you laid down when we were working together in Edmonton, you just, just. It was a lot of fun And that
1: was right before you filmed it,
0: right? Or recorded it, rather
1: And it was really worked out because a bunch of people that week came to the conference and said they saw me at your show In Edmonton, yeah, we did it in the same place
0: We were at the River Cree and then Sam was there, like, how long later?
1: Like, literally in the next week Perfect,
0: it was awesome, yeah, and then they came down to support, that's awesome because that was a fun set, dude. But you were only doing, you did a half an hour at my show. How long is the uh, CD? You have a lot CD's more. The CD's almost an hour. So even if they did come to see it, they still got a bunch of shit that they didn't, and the fucking Rob Ford stuff was funny. Is that on this? Yeah. That's funny shit, man.
1: Get it on there before it's old school. They, they fucking caught him again since then. They caught him again. He was at the comedy store.
0: He I showed heard. up at
1: the store. And <laughs> didn't Brian, did you get ever- pictures of him? Yeah. Did you get pictures of him there?
2: No, I was out of town, but uh, <laughs> everyone Somebody else did. Yeah, yeah Benji, and we're all
1: everybody. taking pictures. I'm like, why don't we just open the bar and see what we can get into? If we were
0: back there, uh, if that was like during the days when I was hanging out at the comedy store, we would have the greatest video of all time. Oh, yeah. Me talking to Rob Ford. I would have got him Sh- shot. He just sweats standing there. I would started bringing shots I would have
1: Open the bar. open bar. Have fun. I would have called
0: some Uber in advance, knowing I was going to be too drunk to drive. <laughs> I would have just fucking th- threw my keys in a in a condom, swallowed them. Lock my car and just start hitting it hard.
1: Oh, I would love to. <laughs> All the crazy yeah. cocaine running around that place. I swallowed my just. keys like a fucking drug mule. Yeah.
0: I
2: was, I was like a... so jealous watching everyone's Twitter feed because we were in La Jolla, and I was like, the one time I'm not at the comedy stories. That's hilarious, now, man.
1: Have you heard about Gerard Carmichael? Yeah, Rogan. Who? What? Off, this kid named Gerard Carmichael, Here's the nicest kid. Name. That kid right there. He just shot his first stand-up special was a one-hour HBO special directed by Spike Lee in the OR at the Comedy oh, Store. Oh,
0: yeah. You know who told me that? was um uh, He's the nicest kid. Ian
1: Edwards told me yeah. he was doing that there. He's the greatest. The, no, dude, could not. I mean, really, dude. Yeah,
0: Ian actually came over to the Ice House after we had done it. He did it like on a Wednesday night, right? Yeah, yeah. he
1: did it on some crazy night, man. Yeah, it
0: was a Wednesday night because Ian went to see it and then he came down to the uh, Comedy Store afterwards. Such a
1: nice kid, but that's hey. legendary, dude. That is legendary. And He's your the fuck first up. ever stand up on television that's
0: is a one hour.
1: It's pretty bad. Ass. In the most, the most sacred of rooms. I mean, the OR is crazy. How many um, specials have ever been done in the OR? Maybe I think that's none. the first.
0: Well, maybe they're smart and they're opening that place up to specials. They're
2: getting internet. <laughs> oh, that's crazy.
1: Uh, well, I <laughs> don't want too, them to show soon. <laughs> like, too too soon. I'm not going to say what's. They're getting a, nutty. Why are they doing that? I don't know. That's dangerous. Don't sh- I don't want them sh- showing our live sets. You got to work on stuff. That's oh, why I- that's there was the a problem
0: with the Laugh Factor was doing that for a while.
1: There's a comedy club out and I don't want to say the name but they were they were if you signed the agreement to play there they record your set. And I'm like I don't want you to record my set because I'm coming here to work out material.
0: <laughs> that's fucked. That's fucked. Yeah, that's not good. You know, the pe- I think people that run clubs, you know, they're just trying to get asses in the seats, try to get people excited about the comedy. And if you don't do the, the process of creating it yourself, you don't know how vital that is, unless you're really paying attention. A lot of club owners do know, but some of them just think, hey, you know, we're getting people to look. we got 100,000 views on our YouTube channel. Huh. 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 You know, Sam Tripoli, just write new material. Is it, it that hard? We're yeah. giving you a great place to perform. Jesus. You should be happy to perform here. But that was the thing about some clubs, especially like the Hollywood clubs, Where they have this odd, this attitude that like working there was supposed to be prestigious. That the club itself was like the star. Like, um, you're a box with a microphone. Yes. Right? It's the comedians that have performed here that are legendary. It's not this box with a microphone. So Because they could have gone next door to the fucking Hyatt. They could have built a box there. All they would have to do is say, hey, you know what? I'm not performing here anymore. I'm going to build a box next door at the Hyatt. Let's pack that bitch. And you know if Kennison ever wanted to do that, or Letterman ever wanted, or any of those guys that made the comedy store famous ever wanted to perform next door, they they could have done that.
1: I thought know? after a while, K- Sam Kenson started just doing rock clubs. He did, unlike you know? Sunset.
0: Well, he did a lot of that, but you know he's the best example. and I've talked about it before about a guy who was really good and became really bad in a short period of time from making it, just making it, just the 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 fucking overwhelming pressure. Of being famous and, you know, being huge at one point in time. Fucking I just fell apart. Drugs, you think, had something to do with it? Fuck yeah, dude. Boozing it, drugging it. His brother talked about it in his book. It's really fascinating. Brother Sam. Have you read it? Yeah. Yeah, it's good, man. It's really good. I'll get
2: it. It's a great book. I'll read it. It's out of print, but you can get it off.
1: Brian,
0: go to your, your house and steal me. it. Don't do, don't steal, Sam. What <laughs> kind of a message did I say send to, to the, the, the young children, ones? especially the Asians? Steal. Did you see that uh, video where Elizabeth Hasselbeck was talking to some guy who is a former NFL player, is now a lawyer, really smart guy, and they're uh, talking about marijuana. And, uh, you know, she was, it was on Fox News. And Elizabeth Hasselbeck, the the really conservative hot blonde chick oh. for The View, she found her rightly placed in the universe. Oh,
1: she must be so excited. She's one of
0: the hot blondes on uh, Fox News. She now. was on,
1: like, a reality show? What was it, like, a Survivor or on,
0: Yeah, she was on Survivor, and then she got on The View, and then, uh, pow, 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 now she's uh, now she's on Fox News, where she belongs.
1: Just happy to be there. <laughs>
0: Just spreading Satan's seed. And uh, she was talking to this guy who's a, um, f- a former football player, and they were talking about weed, and the guy made an excellent point. She's like, isn't it going to send the wrong message to the children? He was like, if the NFL today decided to ban alcohol use for all of its players, it wouldn't affect teen alcohol use at all. And she was just like, Erf? Yeah, that's her. That's her face. That's the face that she had. He was like, there's, w- there's worse things to worry about. We don't have to play it. I don't, don't want to play it. It's so fucking dumb. Those conversations are so brutal, too. When you, uh, when you have long-form conversations, like on a podcast, and like, say all the things you were talking about, whether it's we're talking about this, the cancel Corbera thing, or racism, or privilege, these are like long discussions. They're long debates where if you're if you're gonna really get to the heart of something and find out a person's real opinions on something, you it's a very subtle and nuanced sort of a thing. There's you need to really be able to talk for long periods of time. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're doing that on a, a show like a Fox News show, you have three minutes. Yep. This conversation with this football player was three and a half minutes long. Football player turned lawyer. Three and a half minutes. And then at the end they're like, okay, well, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Bye. We're done t- covering this subject. We're going to discuss uh, gay military people yep. and fucking what about gay marriage? And they're wearing camo now. What do we do? We take camo back? It's, <laughs> it's you know, unbelievable. It's like, but it is unbelievable. But it's it's that form of entertainment, that form of communication, that form of entertainment. Let's call it entertainment because that's really what it is. It's it is not just unsuitable. It, it's not adequate for complex topics. It's not it's not adequate when you discuss the subject of marijuana and teenagers if you're discussing it like that or discuss the the subject of the nfl telling players that they can't or can use marijuana and whether or not you support that you're well, you're supporting if you support that they can't they can tell players they can't use it you're supporting people having control over their employees you're not it's no when they're re- gone yeah. from work exactly Exactly. You're not even talking about something that they're like in showing up at work drunk. You can't play football drunk. And you probably can't play it high. Maybe you can. I think basketball, fo- players, basketball do. players do. Yeah. They
1: love it. They love it. So it probably takes them out of how big the moment is. Do you know? I'm mean? They're not really thinking. They're more in like. Just in the moment of playing basketball than realizing, oh, this might be game seven of this playoff game. Do you know what I'm saying to a point well, where a it chills feel. them out? You don't yeah. like
0: to smoke the weed that much, but when, when, you're, when you smoke the weed and you do things, whether it's jujitsu jitsu or playing pool, those are two things I could speak of, you play better. It's a performance-enhancing drug. Yeah. You, have a more, you have more sensitivity. You feel things better. You, you, you've, you literally, you're tuned into like whatever the fuck it is better. You tune into distance better. You tuned into the rotations of a ball. You tune into the way a person moves. Like when you do jiu-jitsu and you're high, you can feel things better. You feel – that sounds okay. You can feel movement better. Yeah. You feel balance and shifting better.
1: I The only time I ever perform high is when I go to the underground cafe. I'm doing it in June, like the – uh, Toronto. The, yeah, the 12th through the 14th. And it's like I don't have a say in it. As soon as I hit the stage, by the time my foot presses down on that, I am – gone, and it's just, it's very interesting, because, well, explain
0: why you don't have a say in it,
1: because the room is, is. well, basically, it's this, uh, weed bar that has a comedy club in it, and it's so much fun to do, so they have a stand-up show, but usually before the stand-up show, sometimes there's, like, an improv troupe, or there's an open mic, which can be, like, two hours long, so people are hot-boxing in there, and everybody's smoking weed all... The whole time before the show, the stand-up show even starts. And then the stand-up show starts and there's usually like two or three people go on before the headliner and everybody's just hotboxing, boxing, smoking weed, smoking weed. So when you walk out, you're just walking into this, just this room of fucking weed smoke and it looks like gorillas in the mist. Like you just see black objects moving in the, the in the background under this, like this cloud of smoke and by... And by the time my foot hits the stage, I am gone. I can tell you I'm high.
2: Just from breathing a second. Just
1: breathing in, and I've stopped going, okay, I'm so high now. I just accept it and just start riffing.
2: Hinchcliffe had a green out there where he actually had to take off his shirt, and that's so unlike him. He had to like sit outside on the sidewalk he for wasn't, a half hour.
0: He was trying to s- rustle up some boys. You know he's <laughs> was that nice gay super, face? Super twink.
1: I know what he's Super doing. twink.
0: Trying to <laughs> get, Super twink. Trying to put on an extra show. Sometimes people that want attention, they want it all the time. Not just on stage, off stage as well. Oh, i take my shirt off. I'm so hot. Start sucking his finger. Mm, 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 mm. So hot outside. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, he's a, he's, a th- he's a flirt. That's what he's doing. He's not even gay. Gay flirt. He just knows what he's got. He knows what he's got. He's like a hot chick who's married and she likes to wear short skirts and oh, re- yep. walk past the bar. And know that every guy's like, ooh God. She's not even trying to cheat. She's just trying to She just f- likes the attention. Yeah, just trying to like She likes uh, the head turns. Get the party started. Just Always. Get, get people excited. Let let it, let her, you know, let her know. She's still rocking it. Keep on rocking in the free world. Suey Park. Suey Park. I don't have anything against that girl by the way. If she ever listens to this, much love to you, kid. I'll take her out. Brian will take you out. I don't think that's a, a good thing.
1: That you won't know, help I, your I cause.
0: I don't think that helps anybody, but maybe Brian. I don't think it helps him. Um doesn't help anybody, but he's just saying that if you uh, were into it, you, know, you could hang out with him.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't like anybody who puts restrictions on comedians and what they can say. Like, there's this whole thing with Leslie Jones, too. Who's she got that? so Leslie Jones, she's a comedy store comedian. One, Just one of those people where it's like, that's every time you follow her at the store, it's an education. You just learn, man, you got to go up there and focus. And she did something on Saturday Night Live where she did an old bit that she's been doing together about how she would have been a first-round draft pick in Slave Days because she would put out great slaves. And she did it on there, and the internet explodes. They she got gets, mad at her? Bunch of people did, including other comedians, yeah. which I really hate, what? man. Wait, I can't a minute, wait a minute, stand. wait a minute,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She said she'd be a first round draft pick. If these she's a slave she's back then.
1: Yeah, she's a big, tall, thick chick. Why would who that constantly be? loves to ask you for dick.
0: Why would that be controversial?
1: That's funny. Because I, well, the whole thing was that that one chick got uh prettiest person in the world. It was the girl from Twelve Years of a Slave. Right. And, she and uh, she—that's kind of where it started from. Like what draft pick she would have been, and how right. Leslie would have been a first-round draft pick, right? Because she could put out strong stock, you know. Is
0: that? That's you talk about that on stage uh, yeah. about wanting to fuck a gladiator chick. Yeah, to well, so make some fucking like John
1: Jones's mom. I yeah. don't want to get in trouble, <laughs> but you know, you know, just the whole thing about no, how amazing no that woman was. Oh, to Mr. Or it's Mrs. all Jones, love for my joke. It's all my love. He's just saying, theoretically,
0: in the joke universe...
1: Well, she put out three top-end super athletes. That's an amazing woman. That's the point of the joke. Had nothing to do with slavery. It has to do with how amazing she is. And... Well, that's that's what Leslie. Can you pull up Leslie Jones' rant on. A, she did it on Weekend Update. You know how the whole thing was that, you know, Saturday Night Live didn't have enough uh, diversity, especially when it came to. So black she was on women. Saturday Night Live? She's on Saturday Night Live. She did a, a, a little monologue on Weekend Update, and people flipped out. Oh, okay.
0: I'm so fucking confused cuz you were saying it was a part of her comedy
1: special. Yeah, but no, no, it's a part of her stand-up act and she did as a monologue on Saturday Night Live. Why did she do that? Because it was Weekend Update and they they, they asked were pro- it to? They she probably pitched it as a little thing for uh okay. that girl getting Well, let's fi- hear it.
2: Okay, I'm pulling it up.
1: Well, yeah, I think we'd like, you
0: know, if we're smart, we should hear both versions. We should hear the 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 special version and the version that she did on Let's hear the fucking version she did on Comedy Central. Fuck the Saturday Night Live version.
1: But I think the Saturday Night Live version is the is one that got the, her in trouble. Yeah.
0: But it's the same thing, right?
1: Is it on her special? I've just seen her do know. it at the Comedy Store yeah, a thousand I mean, times. Yeah,
2: I, I think she only did it at the Comedy Store. I don't think that was on... I couldn't imagine someone would really get upset about that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you just hear comics laying into her, and I'm just like, what are you What doing? fucking comic? Who? Uh, I don't. Want
0: don't,
2: say oh. Jamie no. don't say Jamie No, I actually tweeted the comic that did it, and he he wrote me back uh, saying that he took down all of his posts about it, and he retracted everything uh, about it. Oh, cool. So
0: what the fuck happened, man? What was it all about? Uh, oh, Shang. I know Shang. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. Oh,
1: well, got a little crazy. Maybe he was drunk.
2: Yeah, I mean he took it down. So yeah. yeah, well I don't know, he retracted it. But I just,
1: I, I just think you should. I, I don't understand the, the thought of restricting what people can say. You, re, it's reward and punishment. And if you like what he says, you reward him by going to his shows, buying a CD. If you don't like it, you don't go to his shows, you don't buy his CDs. Well, I disagree because I, I think
0: that if someone is saying something evil and hurtful, that there's nothing wrong with going after that. And nothing wrong with pointing out that something is evil or hurtful. Right. But when something is just a joke about themselves and their own body and their own race and their own origins, I mean, and the idea that this is, go ahead, play it.
3: (laughs) Thank you very much, Colin. Hello, everybody. Uh, I wanted to come out here tonight and congratulate LaPita on winning People's most beautiful person, and I agree that she is very beautiful. But for me personally, I'm waiting for them to put out the most useful list. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where I'm going to shop. Most useful. That's what I said, you delectable Caucasian. She loves <laughs>
1: asking for dick, by the way. Let
3: me ask you a question. If you walked in a club and you saw me and Lapita standing at the bar, who would you pick? Wow. Yeah, I know. You would pick Lapita. Wow. But let me ask you this. If you was in the parking lot <laughs> and three crips is about to whoop your ass, who are you going to pick then? I would pick you. You're damn right you would. <laughs> and that's my point. The way we view black beauty has changed. Look at me, see, see, I'm single right now, but back in the slave days, I would have never been single. (laughs) I'm six feet tall and I'm strong, Colin. strong! (laughs) I mean, look at me, I'm a Mandingo! (laughs)
6: you're not saying you'd rather be a slave right? no
3: that is not what I'm saying I do not want to be a slave hell I don't like working for you white people right now and y'all pay me (laughs) I'm just saying that back in the slave days my love life would have been way better master would have hooked me up with the best brother on the plantation <laughs> and every nine months i'd be in the corner having a super baby every nine months every nine months i'd just be in the corner just popping them out just Shaq, Kobe, <laughs> lebron combo <laughs> slice <laughs> you <see> that <laughs> That. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I would be the number one slave draft pick. <laughs> All of the plantations would want me. i will be on television like LeBron announcing which plantation I was gonna go to. <laughs> I would be like, I'd like to take my talents to South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that there's gonna be a lot of opportunities there for me. Now, I can't even get a brother to take me out for a cheap dinner. I mean, damn! Can a bitch get a beef bone? <laughs> can a bitch get a beef bone? Can a bitch get a beef bowl?
0: Wow, <laughs> it's weird that she had to do that. It's weird she had to do it like that, like using him as like a, like a, a guy to banter back and forth to make it look like it wasn't a bit. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking hilarious though.
1: It was funny. She's I bet it's even little. better on stage though. Was- She's a She's dude. Amazing. You got it's. A, we call like uh, we call it education, man. You got to follow her. to education because got you got to learn sweating. to survive. She sweats. Oh, she loves she to sweat and hug you. Yeah. And then funny, she used man. to corner me in the back during the <laughs> Dublin's days and just beg for dick. It was so great. <laughs> How long ago was this? Back in Dublin's day. You How remember long
0: th- ago was this? What what year was that?
1: Dublin's was Sixth, what? Like two thousand six? Was it two thousand six? I have to say two thousand
0: three or four. Three or four. Yeah. It was the early days. Well, Dublin's changed, you know? Dublin's was like a spot where it was like uh, very few people were going, and then it became like a Dane Cook spot for a while.
1: Yeah, well, the fir- I said the first year or two, it was great because, you know, he- Jay Davis and Emet meta brought in this pretty insane crowd, and like, you know, people, you would go up there and you find out how good of a comedian you were, and if you did really w- well there, it w- word would spread. And but then, then it, it started changed.
0: becoming a thing where I'm not going on after him and you gotta put me on before him. Yeah. And people started controlling the lineup and I yeah. started becoming prima donna. And doing an hour in the middle of the show. And stealing people's material. Oh, there was sitting a lot in the of back that. watching. And then saying that they were gonna get their lawyers on you if you kept doing the bit. That happened to me. Didn't that happen to you, yes, Sam Tripoli? With 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 the Cook. That's crazy, Sam Tripoli. What happened? What was the
1: bit? I, I did a bit about the time. I I was a big Tool fan at the time, and I did, and I still am. But I did a bit about when I got pulled over by the cops, and they wrote me a a ticket for like two fifty for speeding. And he handed it to me, and I said thank you. And I remember <laughs> how stupid that was to say thank you for this fucking ticket. And I, at the time, I'm like, that's like saying thank you after you get prison raped. And I used the line, I'm breathing, so I guess I'm still alive. Thank you, which is a, a lyric from a Tool right. song. And I did it on stage because I was showcasing for Jamie, and I. Jamie made me this thing, Showcase Regular, where I would always just get the showcase. And then I just became a regular really quick. And I was going to do a showcase, and Jamie didn't show up. So I'm like, I'm just going to do my regular set, you know? And so I go up, and I start doing my act, and I do that joke where I, like, I, you know, I, I basically did the joke, and I got done. I got huge laughs. And I'm leaving there, and uh, all these comics who were my friends were hanging out in the Laugh Factory lobby. And it was, like, Butch Bradley and a couple other people. And Dane was there, and I didn't really know Dane, but I knew of Dane. So I'm leaving with my with Scott Ross at the time. Pull
0: up Dane's Instagram. There's a picture of him
1: shirtless. Oh, sweet. So I uh, I do the I, I you know I'm saying goodbye to everyone and I'm with Scott Ross who was my roommate at the time. Right. And we and I say goodbye to everybody and I saw Dan I go. Hey Dane, <laughs> thank you. I I'm like, Hey Dane, I'll see you later. And He goes, Oh, by the way, you're doing my bit in front of everybody. And I go, What? And all of a sudden, Armo rage just starts coming through me. Armo rage, yeah. Armenian rage. Yeah, just that Armo rage. And this I'm is like- uh,
0: this is his latest uh, Instagram. He's got his shirt off and like better Right sucking there, sucking his stomach in to the point where he's probably losing <laughs> circulation. <laughs> he I mean that is he's sexy. But read the caption. Oh no,
1: I did it say? Whoa. Well, it's a caption and a
0: half. Read the caption.
2: Thank you to uh, all my fans and friends over my career. I'm starting a new film next week, writing the, my next one, and prepping a lot for press tours and interviews over the next couple months for Planes Too. A huge surprise. And a huge surprise. And a huge surprise. I'm in the best place in my life. I love the people around me. I have let go over my past and That held me, and I've embraced a future that is whatever I want it to be. I've worked with wonderful charity organizations over the years, and I'm grateful to have always given back and being mindful that the future success depends on how I can create for others now. Hmm. Pound sign, hard work. Yeah, you know,
0: the more pound signs, by the way, you have after your fucking statements, the more I think you're an idiot. (laughs) I'm just going to let you know more. The more time you hashtag after your fucking... If you have more than three hashtags. I can't really talk to you unless they're really funny. Yeah, unless one of them says one thing, one of them says not really, and then the next one says something even funnier. Other than that, if you have like fuck, fuck five or six motivational hashtags, like <laughs> what he needs that? a hug, man. I mean, maybe he's trying to be ironic or funny. That funny? What's what's that hashtag? Uh-huh. Was that? So, let's stop shitting on Dane here. The, j- the gym bastard. made me like what. He's, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Guys that were uh, like in this great place at one point in time, and then everything is kind of like kicked out from under them, you know. And with Dane, like the allegations of plagiarism, the the Louis C.K. thing, is very
1: similar in a lot of ways to the Carlos Mencia thing. Yeah, it's just. Well, I <laughs> think Mencia's is worse because he found out that people found out he was a Mexican. That's
0: <laughs> yeah. the
1: that's why it's, he yeah. lost that whole group. Yeah, that was devastating. You know, it's all a lot. That's what people hate. I mean, you'll always, no matter what, you'll always have a core group of fans that no matter what people say with you, about you, they're going to stick with you. But that Dane Cook thing was so
0: crazy that people were sending it to me. Like, people were, like, like, like laughing. Let's, let's not go through all this fucking Instagram. <laughs> I, but people, the people were sending it to me going, what the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's pr- trying to pump himself up. He's getting excited about things. He's trying to be positive. I get all that. I know but. he went through a really dark time, so that's kind of sucked. But why, why, why
0: are you standing there with your stomach sucked in like that, looking all sexy? Because <laughs> maybe
1: that's <laughs> his cry. I don't know, man. It's just like but that's devs. you should do that. You you know what you should do? You should
0: do like the same thing that um, that uh, Steve O did with Angelina Jolie, where all the tattoos that she gets. He gets. That's you so... should do the same thing with all Dane Cook's tweets. Elvis Every time he does an Instagram, you should do an Instagram in the exact same pose <laughs> with the exact same That's caption. <laughs> with my tits hanging out? I mean, considering what you just told us, you know, that whole thing.
1: Oh, that was long time I know, ago. I
0: know, I know. But it would be fun for a week project. For <laughs> one For one week. A one week for <laughs> Every time I do the same
1: work thing he does.
0: Just the same words, the same everything.
2: Ah. Poor bastard. Ain't a bad guy, did you, I, did I you think st- he had a hard life. Do you see that fight that uh Seth Rogan's doing with Macamore right now? Now it's Mackamore, I thought, Mack-a-more. That, yeah. I thought what it was, he was fighting with. Uh, oh, because uh, Mack-a-more,
1: Mackamore did that kind of he put on a costume, and a lot of people say it was uh anti Semitic because it's like it is. It oh,
0: is. yeah, I saw that he said hey, that it's sort of just a random costume that a wig and a fake nose is just a random costume, right? Let's, but it looks Hasidic,
2: yeah. Look at that, I mean, that's ridiculous that if he's even uh, saying. Uh, Let
0: on. me see the the photo, fo- the hold image.
2: Hold on, I gotta get it fixed.
1: Yeah, Mclemore the one who
0: did. Oh, the, that's it, right there. At
2: the Grammys, who's the guy in the front game? of
1: him? Who's who's mad at him?
2: I think that's just Randy from American okay. Idol or something. But yeah, that's I mean, he says it's a, just a random witch's nose and a wig and something like that. I'm like, yeah, what are you trying to make? What else is are you supposed to be right now?
0: Okay, so what does uh, Seth Rogen say first? You trick people into pretending you're a rapper, and now you trick them into thinking you're Jewish.
2: Yeah, if you go to his hmm. Seth Rogen's uh thing, he's he's going back and forth with them all day. Uh like cuz Moore said uh a fake witch's nose wig and a beard equals random costume. Not my idea of a stereotype of any, anyone. And of then, anybody. And, and then Seth Rogen goes, Macmore, really? Because if I told somebody to put together an anti Semitic Jew costume, they would have the exact same shopping list. And, you know, there's. Okay,
0: but here's my question Why is it anti Semitic?
2: because he's know, got a big nose. But
0: so what? What if you did one... It was an Italian guy and he had a wife beater on with spaghetti stains on and a lot of gold chains and he went on stage. Maybe there's some fucking morons in the Italian-American anti-defamation oh, they were complain about it, but you're telling me that people don't exist that look like that? They do. That's why, for me, who's predominantly Italian, wouldn't have a problem with someone to be on stage with a wife beater on and gold chains with pizza stains on it. I mean, you could, you could make a stereotypical Italian outfit and no one would care. Why if you made an outfit that makes you look like an Hasidic Jew, why is that anti-Hasidic Jew? If you can tell that that looks like a Jew, why is that anti-Semitic?
1: Because Jews are sensitive.
0: But Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying?
1: I mean, look, we're not talking about blackface here.
0: Yes. Blackface has a history of the, the minstrel, you know...
1: Well, Jews would say there was a, you know, there was a lot of anti-Hebrew propaganda in, during, in Germany that yes. led to the extinction of as well. a yeah. third of their population.
0: There was, but but is that what that is? Because did they dress up? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think the, it goes, the, goes back the to what you're shows, saying. It was intent, a, right?
1: I don't think Macklemore, who had gay marriage on his <laughs> Grammy song, while he did a Grammy song is going to be anti-smack. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't I don't feel that. But people are, like, there's a lot of sense of, they're not all Ari where they can joke about it all the time. Like, some right. people are very sensitive about that.
0: It's too sensitive, I think, in that situation. I just think, look, if you dressed up like a Hasidic Jew, all right, say if you went on stage, okay, what's uh, the rapper's name, badass rapper? Uh, Eminem. No, Hasidic Nas. guy. Mon- Hasidic oh, uh, yeah. Madis Mon- Mon- What? How do you say it again? Manas Yahoo, that guy. Manas Yahoo? Manas Yahoo. Fuck you, man. Say it right. Okay. How dare you? Rude. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what it was five seconds ago. <laughs> pretending, uh, pretending I'm offended. Um, Manas Yahoo, uh, if you went on stage dressed up like him, is that anti Semitic? If that's how he dresses and you dressed up like him.
2: If you said it was him, like he was just being a Jew. Right, but what was he he doing? Well, he's saying he's not just being. But was
0: Macklemore was he in wearing that costume? Was he like doing an offensive Jewish accent, or was he doing the same act, or was he just being silly? see If I can find video of it, I just don't understand why looking someone has to be looking like someone or a parody of someone has to be anti. And I use my own nationality, but I guess Italians they're so so well. Let me ask you something: into being Italian, that they're not really marginalized by their. uh,
1: well, there were people who, re- like, I had a cousin, uh, my cousin, who's Italian. He apologized. He fucking caved. Yep. You never apologized.
0: Macklemore issues apology for anti-Semitic Jew costume as Seth Rogen heads out <laughs> on Twitter. Seth Rogen wins again.
3: That's why we win again.
0: What is that? That's, that's, my, w- that's my Seth Rogen character. That's Yoda, you fuckhead. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just stop talking.
1: Well, you know, it's like uh, a lot of Italians hate The Sopranos. I'm like, dude, yeah. it's not that bad. It's a, it's the, it's the mob. It's not like he, he's not running a gay bathhouse. You know, it's like it's actually like kind of a cool. Th- I don't know. I didn't find offense to it.
0: Well, it's ridiculous to say that people like that don't exist. Like, you're allowed to make a, a, a fictional character, and if a fictional character is really close to actual people, that's when people start getting pissed off. That's when people start saying it's stereotypes. But stereotypes exist for a fucking reason. Well,
1: I don't know. If he just went up... I think you're right. If he just went up there and just sang dressed in that costume as him, I don't know what the yeah, what's actually either. going on, but... I don't know either. But about the Sopranos thing, like... The idea of like
0: not using stereotypes is so in painting a story is so fucking ridiculous well, because yeah. sometimes stereotypes are accurate. And if you're going to be able to paint a story, create, paint a creative vision, whether it's a television show or a movie, what's wrong with having a black pimp? Is that okay? I mean, it seems like there's black pimps. There's been black. I saw
1: pimps up, hose down. Is it a stereotype? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, is it well, stereotype?
1: I, I tell people, I mean, I've, Hollywood, I think stereotypes work, especially in commercials. It's sure. like casting directors, like, oh, you fit the stereotype of the character. Why? You know, it's just, well, it's not just that. It's like if you want to paint a story about real life, you
0: would paint a story about things that people can relate to. And one of the things that people can relate to is an Italian guy with fucking pizza stains on his t-shirt and gold chains on. Those are real people. Wearing sweatsuits. If you got a guy like wearing sweatsuits like fucking Tony Soprano, go, hey, where's the Gabba go? Where's the fucking guy with the thing?
1: Yeah. Where's the ZD, the fucking ZD.
0: Those are real people. Yeah. Like, you know those people. Yeah. If you listen to Floyd Mayweather's dad, okay, that's a real guy. Yeah. It's a real old black boxer. Yeah. If you're going to make a, a a parody of an old black boxer, and you had a guy who could speak very well, and he looked like that guy, and he started, like, if you got Ian Edwards to do Floyd Mayweather, would that be a stereotype? Is it a, ter- a stereotype when there's a real person that's right. like that? I a agree. A lot of them. I understand. It is a stereotype, saying. but shouldn't you be allowed to do that when you're portraying fiction? The idea that... They the, the Italian-American Defamation League would want every Italian to be, like, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. You know? Or Michelangelo or something like
2: that. Right. Only the most positive. Ex-
0: you're not allowing people to create fiction.
2: Yeah. You're not allowing them to create art. Is it because it's, like, actual facial features, though? Like, Macklemore's nose or an Asian person's eyes, that's actually what they look like instead of we- what they're wearing?
0: Right, well, I can see what you're saying. So, like, like, Jerry Lewis, when he would do, like, The Nutty Professor... And he would or right. they would uh the old days when they would do like uh, fake Asian characters. Yeah, no,
1: oh, oh well that's oh, obviously oppressive. Right? right? That was yeah, but what about the girl stereotypical
0: from but also very racist. What about right?
1: that famous actress who went as the uh orange is the new black character who is black and she wanted to be that character? And everyone's like, That's blackface, but it goes back to what is I don't know the intention. I have no idea do what Do you know can about. you look that up? The the actress who went for a halloween costume as orange is a new black she's a hot blonde actress and she went in blackface yeah. she went in like as a latino or black character and people are like that's blackface but the intention is if i'm a, if i'm someone i want to go as Dwayne wade there's someone who went to, that's it that's her okay she loves the show what's the what's the intention there or do we
0: have just a set rule still role? blackface yeah you can't you can't even go uh, tan face yeah Tan face is dangerous, (laughs) right? If you're not tan, like, say you want to be a Brazilian. You want to pretend to be Brazilian? Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. No, 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 no. You can't do tan face. You can't do brown face. But what you can do is whiter face. If you're a white person White girls you can make no you could do a white person could make the fucking like make their skin white as shit and give themselves red hair and no one picks up like no one picks up the slack. I can can go as Conan O'Brien, is that what you're saying? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Sounds like a Halloween costume. Sam Sam Tripoli. All right, dude. What's the name of your C D again? One more time. Uh believe in yourself. Believe in yourself, ladies and gentlemen. It's fucking hilarious. Get it it's iTunes. very good material. You can get it on iTunes. Or allthingsrecords.com. It, if you get it right now, it'll uh, pump Sam up. Let's get him past the top ten. I would and love gentlemen. that. Come on. Let's see where he's at right now while well, this podcast has been going on. Oh, so we're looking for oh, uh, we music. Do we look for music? And then we go to genres. Let's go to comedy because it's a genre of music for some fucking reason. And let's see where we're at right now. The also, comedy albums, number one, Jim Gaffigan. He's been number one for a while. He's a bad motherfucker. With the bullet. <laughs> one with the bullet. Brian Regan's number 11. He's hilarious. Earlier today? Louis C.K. is number 14. Where are you at, son?
1: I guess I've dropped. I can't find Punch Drunk Sports oh, is dude, also. Oh,
0: dude, you're number eight. That's why. Yes. You're beating Louis C.K., man. Dude, you're beating everybody. You're you're kicking ass, man You're beating Brian Regan That's why I couldn't find you You're beating Lewis Black Powerful Just through the fucking Power of the internet I'm
1: so excited to be top ten You're not on any TV shows
0: right now You're just slamming it home Through the internets I'm really excited Thank you, everybody Congratulations, my brother Congratulations That's the best thing ever (laughs) Powerful Sam Tripoli Top ten Follow him online Uh, Tomorrow night Ice House Comedy Club Bill Burr Tony Hinchcliffe, me, uh, who else? Ian Edwards. God damn, that's a show. Uh, tomorrow night, 1030. You want to go up? You around? punch sure, Sports. Brian Redman sure. as well. <laughs> yeah. Brian Redman as well. Don't do that fucking name, that voice. That's not what he sounds <laughs> like. You don't think so? <sighs> the Naughty no. Show. No. Come on. Help Herb- no. you, I can. No. You just got to watch the movie. Just neighbors. shut the fuck up. You're the worst impressionist <laughs> of all time. Uh, Tomorrow night, uh, Ice House. Uh, Okay, we'll see you soon. Uh, Thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to Squarespace.com. Go to Squarespace.com and use the code word Joe to save yourself some money. Thanks also to Onnit.com. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word Rogue and save 10% off any and all supplements. Um, The Canada dates that I got coming up for next month, uh, the Orpheum on June 13, selling out fast, bitches. And uh, I'm in Lloyd Minster on June 12th, and I think it's sold out already. If it's not, it's very close to it. And uh, that's it. Uh, much love. See you guys soon. And a uh, big kiss to you all. Mwah. Mwah, 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 mwah. Bye.